with the internet connection to what sips is on. Tune in to two broad guys with Rancher Ron. Introducing Coach Papa Tim Stewart's his name. He's a master with the pen and the poetry game. He wants to see a better world and he plays his part. Always loving, always giving, cause he's got a big heart. The co-host won't boast where he can stand on his own. From the state of Iowa, it's the man Ken Jones. He's impressive on the mic and he don't need a cord. Whether hosting or retrieving, he's controlling the boards. And the one feeling hungry heard around the world With Tommy Observation dropping nuggets and pearls Though he's not a city slicker, he's as cool as the Fonz It's the Willy Wisdom Giver, Mr. Rancher Ron Set the tone for your week, 216 is on Tune in to two all guys with Rancher Ron Good morning, I loved you first on the radio, April. Uh, this is Tim, Coach Papa Stewart, in studio with... Kent Deke Jones gets that one in quick, huh? <laughs> that might be a world record right there. What I could never break. That's <laughs> it, good morning, happy Monday morning. And if you're out there on Facebook, it isn't... Well, yeah, that's kind of close to two bald guys with Rancher Ron down south. Rancher Ron, good morning. Good morning, Rancher Ron in Studio South with uh, two great friends, on this side is Tim Durkin, and Tim's with Seneca Leadership Group. And uh, on my other side here is Mac McKenzie, great fan. Uh, we're going to learn a lot more about Mac during the show. And thank you for joining in. On uh, today's show, uh, we're going to go into, will we always start with an attitude of gratitude? We'll go into a discussion of the topic of confidence today. We're then going into the witty wisdom of Rancher Ron <laughs> with the Rancher Ron segment. We will then have a commercial break. We then go into the coach's cadence, uh, pause for the cause, and then a more discussion on the topic of confidence. It's a great time to, as we get toward the end of the year, to start building the confidence that's going to take us forward into next year's activities and to build that foundation that gives us the way and the, to put things into place that we could start out January 1st up and running. After that, we have rapid fire. That's where Kent Jones gives us questions, and we try to make up answers in 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> what we found is that uh, there's a buzzer at the end of the 30 seconds, but for some reason, that buzzer doesn't seem to work as well in Studio South. That's right. <laughs> have a habit of talking, <laughs> and Coach has a habit of repeating the question for 15 to 20 seconds. Right. So he could just say a couple of words and have meet the requirement. It's a lot of fun, a lot of insight, and it keeps you on your toes. Absolutely. Uh, after that, we go into Deke's health and fitness tips. Because, Deke, you are what? Well, I am the picture of perfect health, just the before picture. That's all. <laughs> uh, we then uh, kind of wrap up with confidence. We go around in a round table of what our key takeaways are for today. And then we give you all of the ways that you can listen to Two Ball Guys with Rancher Ron on all the social media platforms and on your desktop and laptop. So back to you, Kent. Hey, let's just do this real quick. If I can. Here 21 I can. Six The Net is brought to you in part by the generous support of our sponsor, Northern Illinois Windows, Inc. 
We are a commercial and residential window servicing company committed to providing the highest quality service at an affordable price. Our highly trained technicians will make every aspect of your window cleaning needs worry-free. Northern Illinois Windows, Inc. 815-385-6646. Again, 815-385-6646. 216thNet is sponsored and supported in part by Natural Therapy Wellness Center. 815-385-8190. McHenryMassage.com. How often do you take time for yourself? A massage can be a great way to pamper yourself, but it can also help alleviate or sometimes even cure those ailments that you deal with regularly. Contact us today to speak to one of our certified therapists about your needs. Natural Therapy Wellness Center, 815-385-8190. 216thNet is sponsored by and broadcast from Sticker Dude, the creators of Final Chaos. 815-322-2480, stickerdude.com. The Sticker Dude team brings over 25 years of experience from the graphic, marketing, and sales industry. Advertising on vehicles and other services, full attention on the design, print, and installation is given to your project. From in-house, full-time installers to our top-of-the-line printing and finishing room. Contact us today to learn what you need to look for and why before committing to making an investment in vehicle wraps. We're not your corner sign shop. Sticker Dude, call 815-322-2480. Experience, education, character, an inherent ability with numbers, an exceptional CPA. These are the reasons why business owners choose Eric Mason of Mobile Accounting for their bookkeeping, payroll, and tax services. Call Eric at Mobile Accounting. 224-321-6859. That's 224-321-6859. Programming on 216thNet is brought to you in part by the support of our sponsor, XTech Repair. XTech Repair is a full-service IT business specialist providing managed services with 24-hour business support in-store repair of broken cells, tablets, and screen replacements with both PC and Mac specialists on staff. Visit online at xtech.repair or in person at the corner of Pingree and 176 in Crystal Lake, Illinois or call 815-516-8075. How about that? Uh, commercials, right? Not just commercials, but the quality of that voice. Ah, silky smooth voice this morning. Good, good stuff, of course, uh, here uh, at 21.6. And two bald, bald guys, guys with, with Rancher Ron. And, of course, right now, Attitude of Gratitude. Ron, what do you got? What are you grateful for? I'm grateful for childhood enthusiasm. This weekend, we had the uh, EAA, which is Experimental Aviation Association, uh, fly into the Young Eagles program at Sulphur Springs Airport. We had over 60 kids show up for their first flight. And then afterwards, we took a lot of the adults up and flew them around. So we probably flew close to 100 people wow. uh, with people that volunteered their aircraft, their time. 
It was a great, great day. And I'm just grateful to see the excitement, the anticipation, and sometimes a little intrepidation of people that are coming to play, especially the kids for the first time, and to watch them transform into someone that's just so happy when they get out of the plane. So it was a great weekend. I'm grateful, and I really wish I could have that spirit of enthusiasm those kids do. Yeah, yeah that's cool. That is cool. Tim Durkin, how about you, my friend? Um, I am incredibly grateful at the moment because through the grace of God and the help of my uh, daughter-in-law, Allison, as I sit here, uh, my granddaughter, Summer Ann, is entering the world, and uh, she's number eight, and very happy to add to the grandchildren horde that we have uh, because we all know that the reason that grandparents and grandchildren get along so well is because they share a common enemy. (laughs) (laughs) your your grandchildren are your reward for not killing your own (laughs) that is it uh and uh, coach coach you gotta be grateful that was a wonderful weekend we started off saturday morning with a uh getting together with a group from the chapel at a school a uh lower privileged school in round lake illinois and we built a playground uh, and to watch people come together, uh, to build this playground, the swing set, putting up this this multi-gapped uh, swing set. I think there are 12 swings on it. was an incredible, it was like an old-fashioned barn raising. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then April and I, uh, we pre-bowled our, for our bowling league on Saturday afternoon. The first game was absolutely amazing. Uh, that was the end of my gratitude for bowling. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Sunday, my grand Jesse, uh, my youngest grandson up here, uh, and I went out to the golf course. His second time out, and he shot a fifty-seven. So nice. I was, uh, I was very pleased with, uh, oh, and, and he had fun. He didn't, you know, he didn't throw any clubs. He didn't use any bad language. I mean, nice. <laughs> he just went out and enjoyed the game of golf. So just a lot of family stuff this week, and a lot of uh, you know, building the p- the swing set or the playground was uh, was amazing. Beautiful, beautiful. Mac McKenzie, you're up next. You're in the hot seat. Gratitude, brother. <laughs> I'm in the hot seat. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know, I, I think in general, uh, every chance I get a chance, every morning I get a chance to uh, open my eyes and get out of bed is a huge blessing. So uh, my, my attitude for gratitude is life in general. Uh, every opportunity that, uh, that I get to, uh, to get up and face today's challenges, I, I believe is a huge blessing. Uh, I have an opportunity to work in about 12 different countries, and I think we're very, very blessed with all the opportunities that we have here. So any chance I get to get up and face today's challenges and move forward and hopefully make a significance in someone's life is definitely, definitely a plus and a huge blessing in my in my behalf. You bet. Man, that, that is. Uh, my gratitude, guys, uh, four Bs, bacon, brats, brisket, and burgers. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, just blessed to to have. Uh, I, I had the uh, the team uh, from from the uh, the bank come over, and uh, we treated them to a barbecue out on our new outdoor kitchen, and uh, a lot of laughs and and fun with little libations in there as well, uh, and just that community being around people uh, uh, when they're not in their work clothes is always a, a, a fun time. Uh, and then last night we were able to celebrate uh, one of Alice's co-workers who uh, retired. And, um, you know, her son uh, smoked a brisket that was, ah, 
It was it was almost as good as being down in Texas, almost. But it was <laughs> r- really good, and uh, I, I kind of a neat guy. Uh, got to learn uh, the Enduro Bros. Uh, he and his brother um, they rode their Enduro bikes from Canada down to South America. Wow. Yeah. It, it's uh, and it's all it's I haven't seen it, uh, but it's all documented out in at endurobros.com. Uh, so it's really kind of cool and some neat uh, and interesting stories along the way. So, I imagine. Uh, but it was just kind of neat to talk with them as well. So just uh, grateful for the four Bs, right? Bacon, brats, brisket, and burgers. And bankers. And bankers. bankers. There Five you go. B4, bingo. There you go. There you I go. I spoke a brisket once, but I couldn't keep the end lit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> of course, confidence, everything that we're talking about this morning, we've got two of the best guys on confidence. Mac McKenzie sells confidence, uh, and uh, and Tim Durkin talks about confidence uh, and, and in his leadership and whatnot. Uh, one of the best uh, guys uh, that, that I know and love to read, John Maxwell, says, confidence is a characteristic of a positive attitude. The greatest achievers and leaders remain confident regardless of the circumstances. And I can confidently say that. <laughs> Cause of that good Iowa upbringing. That's right. That's right. Now, uh, when when uh, when when I say Mac McKenzie sells confidence, Mac, uh, tell tell us a little bit about what it is that that you do when I say you sell confidence. Well, thank you. Uh, one of the things we do is we we have a, a, a huge blessed opportunity to uh, provide a service that involves self protection, and uh, we we are huge advocates of people being able to exercise that right. So uh, I've managed to take 13 acres of my property and turn it into a facility that offers uh, self-defense training in, in many different forms. Uh, one of the forms is obviously, uh, you know, firearms training. And uh, we, we constantly remind people that uh, all we're doing here is, is selling confidence. So what we mean by that is I see a lot of new people come through our program, and you can see they're intimidated. You can see they're nervous. And we understand that one of the biggest reasons is because they don't have the experience or they haven't had the education. And uh, all it takes is a little bit of time with anybody with a professional experience to be able to, to share that experience in a manner that all students can understand it. And then after a couple hours, when they're able to overcome their personal fear, you, you can see a huge improvement in attitude and capability and so many different things. And, and that all comes from, from having the confidence to be able to overcome that specific fear and just having somebody with the experience to guide them. Nice. That's dead air. <laughs> That's not good for the radio, dead air. <laughs> Confidently speaking. <laughs> well, Tim, tell us a little bit about Seneca Leadership Program. And well, it's Seneca Leadership you. Program, um, and again, thank you for having me on. The Seneca Leadership Program, we teach leadership and well as well as the mental management systems. Now, the leadership that we teach happens um, to be about leading in a VUCA environment. It's volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. It's a, a term that came uh, around in 1999, the U.S. Army War College, when they uh, found the U.S. forces were encountering an enemy unlike anything they had ever met before. 
And that's where the term volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. It has since been adapted by all, almost every industry. For example, healthcare um, is in a VUCA environment, ca casual dining with many of the major chains uh, going through um, major transitions. Uh, some of them are close to bankruptcy and so on. The other part uh, that I train is mental management systems, which was developed by Lanny Basham, who uh, used it to win a gold medal back in 76, and uh, subsequently has trained over 100 uh, world champions, Olympic gold medalists. Um, he also uses a system to train the U.S. Navy SEALs, Marine Recon, uh, FBI, Secret Service, U.S. Marshal Service, all are um, students of the mental management systems. And on the subject of confidence, I want to tack on to what Max said. Uh, confidence is really, I think, the lack of fear. When you get past your fear, you then get into confidence. And having been a student of Max for two of his sessions, I will tell you that... Um, when there's live fire involved, when there's uncertain situations that Mac and his safety crew put you through, you really do go in fearful and then you do come out confident. Uh, it happens in just a few hours. But it, it being able to experience that transition myself after talking about uh, confidence is the absence of fear, it, it really uh, hit home for me. So. Uh, I, I really am glad to be sitting across from my friend Mac, and, and uh, uh, I, I encourage all of us to hang on every word the man says. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Very good. Uh, give us that again, Volca. Volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. Um, for example, um, if you were in the watchmaking business, your world would go VUCA the minute that Apple introduced a watch and basically took every other watchmaker and put them on their heels. Mm -hmm. um, the casual dining, which I mentioned before, people aren't going out as much as they do and they don't need to. The number one meal in America is rotisserie chicken picked up at any grocery store, at any local grocery store, Sam's Club or that. $4.99 uh, at Costco. Yeah. And at Costco, which um, <laughs> serves the very largest for the very least amount of money. <laughs> I don't know where they get those chickens, but right. they're, they're gigantic. Yeah. But uh, And there's a lot of industries. Of course, healthcare is, is the one that, that led the way because it's uh, very volatile in there. So. Well, you talk about being in a volatile and ambiguous situation. Have you ever been to McDonald's? when they ran out of Happy Meal boxes. <laughs> and they, that's, a, that's where you need confidence. Yep. Make sure you're going to come out with your life with 50 million screaming kids at the yep. counter. That's it. That's it. Uh, good morning, John Heyman. Glad to have you with us. Gary from Singapore, how are you, brother? Love that you had a great uh, Monday and uh, glad you joined us here uh, this evening on your end, this morning on our end, which is great. Uh, confidence is what we're talking about. Uh, we've got one. We've got one definition. It's the lack of fear. Coach, you want to add anything to that uh, or do you have a I, I believe it's a heightened level of belief, heightened level of belief. Uh, all the greatest things in America are done by people who couldn't afford, didn't have, but they believed. And and confidence comes when you have a, a heightened level of belief in your skills, your attitude, yourself, your team, 
um, you accomplish things that otherwise you wouldn't be able to. All right. Nice. Nice. Ron, you add anything to that? Oh, boy, I'm really not sure. (laughs) (laughs) You need to to tune in to Two Bald Guys with Rancher Ron. So you could get that confidence up. (laughs) Oh, confidence is... It's internal, and we're going to talk about more about that with the Wrench Around segment. Nice, nice. Oh, isn't that interesting? Well, that is interesting. Uh, I, I think that um, I, 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 I think that uh, confidence, uh, uh, depending on, on where you're at, a lack of fear, heightened level of belief, is an overwhelming um, uh, confidence in yourself. <laughs> Right. Uh, so you 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 know um, that you've been through. Uh, so it's that belief, uh, a, a very very strong belief in yourself and what you stand on and 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 where you're at. Um, because uh, when you're in there, then your muscle memory just kind of takes over. Uh, so I think that uh, confidence is is knowing that y- you believe and you know that you know. If that right. makes sense, it's hard for me to. Well, well, growing up, I don't up, know if it's a noun. I think it's more of a verb. Growing up, we uh, we develop a set of default behaviors, uh, and you know, if we if we grow up in an environment where there's a lot of fighting and battling, our default behavior is to is combat. My sister adopted two boys from uh, from Russia, and they were six years old and nine years old. And when they came over from Russia, they when they fought, they fought. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, oh, he hit me in the arm. They were like, he's got me in a figure four. <laughs> right. He's putting a sleeper hold on me, Mom. And uh, their, their default behavior and getting the confidence to overcome those default behaviors was an incredible task. That, that sure. My sister did a wonderful job with it. Uh, but, w- you know, those behaviors, once we can start taking control of our behaviors, our confidence level goes through the roof. You know, athletically, business speaking, uh, leadership, m- military-wise, whatever whatever it is. Uh, you know, you're both uh, former Marines, is that correct? That's correct. Yes, we are. Right. How confident were you the first day of basic training or, or boot camp in your case? Uh, not very confident. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as soon as the, the, the first few drill instructors got in that bus, reality was uh, was kicked in real quick. Yeah, that was the very first thing they took away from you, um, <laughs> even before you got on the yellow footprints. When they when they entered the bus, and they they really didn't enter the bus; they just barge onto the bus. They, and they just appeared. <laughs> it was um, all you saw was the hat, and I remember it very distinctly. And I thought, oh, I am in for it now. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I really started to second guess myself at that moment. Yeah, but, I, can't, I can't tell you too much about what I did this weekend, but I can tell you pretty much everything about day one in boot camp. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. <laughs> those, I mean, those yellow footprints, I'll never get those out of my mind. But, but then, you know, several weeks later, when you graduated from, from boot camp or basic training, in my case, United States Army, uh, the confidence that you you carried was uh, incredible. You, you know, it's just uh, it's an amazing transformation in young men. And uh, if you had never gone through it, you don't know. It it really is a, an amazing transformation. And and I'll tell you another form of confidence. I don't know if we're going to touch on this or not. But when you go through training with these people, and when you train day after day ad nauseum um, for whatever it is that you're going to do. 
the best feeling in the world is to have complete and total confidence with the people that are around you. You know that they've got your back, literally. You know that no matter what happens, they're going to be there for you um, and, and, and totally willing to pay the ultimate price in order to make sure that that happens. And there's no feeling like that. I've, I've been on a lot of sports teams. I've won a few championships, but there's nothing like being with a group of committed people um, when everything is on the line and having the confidence in them and they share the confidence in you. Right. I, I hang out with a couple of guys who should be committed. Hey, hey, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very little. But hey, good morning to Tom Allen from Allen, Texas, but he does not own the town. April, good morning. Glad to have you with us. Good morning. And and April, just in case you missed it, go back to the first uh, opening of the show. Yeah, first 30 seconds, huh? But but since you're here, I love you first, baby. That's it. Uh, That's confidence right there. Uh, So so, uh, help me, you guys, because I'm having a hard time explaining confidence right I, I think it's you're i think not, it's more of not a, very confident in your explanation. I, I think it's more of a verb than than a noun and i think that um uh, now a lot of us uh well outside of this panel that's here today we're outnumbered ron but a lot of us haven't served uh in the military we haven't had to be in that foxhole right uh so as you guys bring that to us uh we can look at it and say hey that makes great sense i, I i've never been there Right. And so uh, when I th- when I think of confidence, I, I think of when I played uh, collegiate and high school sports and I was very confident in my abilities because I put in the time, the practice, the repetition. Um, but again, um, there I have to use the word confident in my definition of confidence. So I can't say that, guys, that that um, uh, that that I that I was fearful playing basketball no, yeah. never really was uh and a heightened level of belief um in myself perhaps and and in you know i was on uh state championship teams um so i mean uh yeah i i understand that whenever you know when all the gears are rolling towards towards one direction but um if i'm just a, a typical person and uh um i'm a you know a clerk at a at a gas station I can still be very confident in my abilities, I guess. But um, you know, help me help me unpack that a little because I'm I'm uh, through this whole process of of, of this uh, of this journey and the show this week and getting ready. I was excited to get these two guys on because that's what they that's what they sell. They sell confidence, and um, I don't know if I'm very confident in my answer, but uh, I know what confidence is inside me. But I don't know how to how to explain that. Well, one of the things, Ken, is that if your teammates let you down, you still went home after the game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And when you're over in the Middle East, like Mac has been over there a number of times, and if your teammates let you down, you don't go home. Right. And the stakes of what's involved are much different. Yeah. In the environments and having having a confidence in someone else's abilities is one thing, but also the confidence in your own abilities. And we'll get into a little bit more of that. Mm-hmm. Tim, you had... Yeah, some... w- one of the things that confidence um, breeds or, or the best way to develop your confidence is to remember that we have 
um, three parts to who we are. We have our conscious mind, which is about what it is we think about. And we have the subconscious mind, which are the physical skills and abilities we have, whether it's in sports, uh, making a speech, um, making a sales call, whatever. And then the third area, especially uh, this area is what we deal with most in mental management systems, is what we call the self-image. The self-image is what we believe we are capable of doing, what it is that is like me to do. And to give you an example, it's like me to hit, uh, if, if I go golfing, it's like me to hit 110 um, if everything went really, really well. If I played the first nine holes and I shot a 36, that would be my personal best by far but that's not like me. My chances then are for the second nine, because of my self-image and my lack of confidence there, I will shoot um, whatever 36 minus uh, 110 <laughs> is um, because it's not like me. So that's confidence 64. comes from the self-image. Um, and, and we talk a lot about developing the self-image uh, a lot because true champions uh, have an in a very healthy self-image, and they jealously protect it. Well, Tim, uh, let's go a little further on the self-image issue. Well, now you you coach somebody who's preparing for uh, Miss America contest. That's right. That's right. Well, and, the the last ahead. two young ladies that, um, uh, or I, I worked with seven ladies, young ladies last year, and uh, five la young ladies this year. And uh, one of them became Miss Texas last year, runner-up for Miss America. And the other young lady um, this year did become Miss Texas um, and competed very well in Miss America. Those um, are clients of mental management systems. And their confidence was high, but their self-image was something that they protect very, very carefully. Not in a narcissistic way. It is, I am who I am. I have the talent that brought me here, and I can compete with anyone. Um, and it turns out that they're uh, exceptionally giving uh, young ladies, uh, one working in communication, the other is a ventriloquist who will only perform in pediatric oncology wards at, at uh, children's hospitals. Just outstanding people. Well, Mac, when, when you talk about... I train people to be confident with firearms and that type of thing. But your business is much greater than that. Uh, tell us a little bit about when you go into a corporation and do an assessment of threat, what, what do you end up giving them when you're done training all of those people? Uh, I think that's a great question. Um, <clears throat> I think uh, some of the factors that we have to take into consideration is a lot of it is lack of experience, lack of knowledge. Uh, I think a lot of people want to do the right thing. Um, they just don't know where to start. And, uh, you know, when you have services that are able to come in, share their experience, share their knowledge, and put people in the right direction, it makes a big, a big difference. Uh, the firearms portion is something of what we do. Um, we also do vulnerability assessments. We do corporate training. We do a lot of things to help private businesses, schools, be able to do what they need to do to protect either their employees or their, uh, their staff or their students. And, you know, I tell people all the time, if you don't think there's a need for our services, just keep watching the news, unfortunately. Right. But uh, again, it's, it's, it's being able to step into an organization and say, hey, we need to fix this based on our experience. 
and then just see them go, okay, great, we finally hired somebody who knows what they're doing. Now we can address these issues. Um, if I may, I'd like to I'd like to answer the question that was originally asked. And one of the questions was, you know, for those that didn't have the opportunity to serve, how how can we develop confidence on on a regular basis? And I think there's one key factor that that all of us have to take into consideration, and that is that is self-esteem. And I know Tim's been touching on that. And and here's the example I'd like to give. Every student learns in a different way. Uh, we, we can point out the same thing over and over and over again, but at some point in time, that individual has to do their part. And their part is going to be based on how they think, how they feel, how they absorb the information, how they understand the information. So I think the self-esteem is, is extremely important. And, and it starts with positive thinking, being able to practice, being able to train on a regular basis, being able to have that knowledge is critical. I think what the military does is that it puts us in a disciplined environment and they're able to push us, motivate us, remind us, and constantly practice that ability on a daily basis where a civilian can go to uh, a regular job and not have to deal with those circumstances on a daily basis. But it's going to be up to them to be able to take basically the same concept and try to play it on a daily basis so that they can learn that confidence and overcome any personal fear that, that's preventing them from building that confidence. And going to work at the uh, factory I was never asked to do push-ups, no matter how much I screwed up. <laughs> That's yeah. great motivation. Mac, if people wanted to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? The best way to reach us is uh, to vi visit our website, and we're at uh, www.criticaldefensegroup.com. And we actually run two entities. Uh, we run the criticaldefensegroup.com, and then we also run texasactiveshooterprogram.com. And uh, if people can get a chance to visit our website, we'd be more than happy to answer any questions. Uh, a lot of people think that we, you know, we dominate the law enforcement and military side. That's part of our business. But we also want to invite everyone to be able to exercise that right. I think it, it's so critical right now with, with everything that's going on. We've had some very unfortunate incidents happen in the last year where it's clearly, clearly obvious that people have to, uh, they have to learn how to be able to protect themselves. And I think that's so, mm -hmm. so important. And it's a great liberty here in this in this country, and uh, I want to remind people that uh, we're willing to help anybody who wants to help themselves. Tim, if, uh, Durkin, if people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to contact you? The best way to contact me is Tim at, or my email is Tim at TimDurkin.com, and my website is www.TimDurkin.com. That's D-U-R-K-I-N. That's right. T-I-M-D-U-R-K-I-N. Great. Hey, a shout-out to Carol Duffer, who's listening on the app this morning. Good morning, Carol. And a quick shout-out to our good friend Ted Mosley, also out there listening. And, hey, if you guys are busy and you don't know what to do during the day and you need a little pick-me-up and you've missed a little bit of two ball, ball guys, guys with, with Rancher Roth. You can check us out at www.anchor.fm forward slash 216-the-net. Uh, that is our new podcast uh, uh, base, and uh, you can go out there and grab any of our uh, current shows at any time while you're working out, or hey, uh, if you're just staring at the ceiling in the morning, go ahead and listen to our podcast at, again, www.anchor.fm dot fm forward slash 216 dash the dash net how about that for a plug i can say that confidently you can say that very that is, confidently. That is nice 
Uh, great, great platform that we've got. Any show here at 216 The Net you can find out there, which is fantastic. Uh, we're talking about confidence. Confidence is great. Uh, Mac, I went out. One of the things that you also do is with uh, places of worship. And you put you came into our uh, family fellowship and put in a program because of the fact breaches of a few other churches in Texas and around the country uh, and put us through a lot of programs. What, what were you uh, hoping to build and leave with that program? Ron, thanks for that question. Uh, you know, uh, historically, churches and schools were considered safe havens. And, and l- let me explain what I mean by safe haven. It was really a place that most people knew that they could go to and, and feel completely safe, that there would never be an issue. And, and unfortunately, um, that's not considered anymore. Uh, most most of these uh, people realize that these are places that uh, the, that are not properly protected and they can commit un- unfortunate atrocities. So we, we've seen a lot of things happen in the last year, a couple years where that's had to change. So uh, places of worship um, are important places. And a lot of organizations are now taking the initiative to say, hey, we have to set up a safety program and we have to do what we have to do to protect our worshipers, our members, our people that are attending. And that's real important. So um, one of the challenges that I had was uh, taking the amount of experience that I had and, and being able to do something good for the community. I never thought that I would find myself in a church, helping a church. And, and it's amazing how things work. Um, so when I finally had an opportunity to step in and find a place that I was I was comfortable with, and as soon as some of the leadership found out my, my experience, they said, hey, we need your help. <laughs> and uh, I said, sure. And uh, I, I came in, I did an assessment. Everything starts with an assessment. So when we say a vulnerability assessment, what does that mean? What that means is we come in, we look at your entire facility, and we find out what vulnerabilities you have. And we look at it from a dis- different perspective. And the perspective is, if I was to come in and commit a specific crime or an atrocity in this location, how would I do it? And then what we do is we make the suggestions and recommendations to prevent that from happening. Now, unfortunately, it's up to the organization to, to go ahead and make those implementations. So we do follow up on a regular basis. And then once we, uh, once we set up the, uh, the procedures to prevent any serious atrocity or any serious crime from being committed, then there's other practices or procedures that we want to put into place to make sure that the environment is, is safe and secure. And I think that's important because I think one of the biggest things that people do, and, and, and we're all guilty of this at some point in time, is that we get complacent. And I think one of the most uh, things that we have to be careful with is, is that attitude of it'll never happen to me. It'll never happen here. It'll never happen to me. And we have to be real careful with that. And I, I just like being being prote- protected, being prevented, being prepared and hope that nothing ever happens. Well, you mentioned prepared and that's a big part to building confidence because it wasn't it was everyone goes into this thing. Oh, man, I'm going to be uh, Barney Fife and have a gun <laughs> whatever. But. But the preparedness has nothing to do with that. It has to do more with the medical training that we had, that the likelihood that someone is going to have an illness or a diabetic episode or they faint, a a woman who's eight and a half months pregnant, you go out in the church lobby and find her laying on the floor. You've gone through and prepared, quote, volunteers and turn them into a team that know how to respond to any emergency that that would happen around the church until first responders come. 
Now, the, the reality is, is who are the first responders to any of those situations? Well, it, and it explains itself. It really defines itself. Uh, first responder is the first person on scene who has really the experience and the training to be able to handle that specific situation in that specific environment. So we, we do. We, uh, we, we supervise over 48 volunteers. And uh, the hardest part was getting all these teams together to work on the same page. And if you notice, what, what I said was our, our safety team. And safety involves a lot of things, um, from tornadoes to a fire to a missing child. There, there's so many different factors. And uh, I tell my volunteers all the time, hey, listen, this job is 99% boredom. But if something ever happens, it could be one of the worst experiences that we may ever have to deal with. And it's so important to be training on a regular basis to stay consistent and be prepared. Yeah, uh, it was interesting because there's things you learn at church, you don't expect to learn at church. <laughs> That's right. Down here in Texas, I learned that the three wise men were actually first responders. Oh, is that right? They were, because someone told me, he says, they got up and they read the story and said, oh, and the three wise men came from afar. <laughs> yep. but, uh, Lord, forgive him for that. Uh, there's a... Uh, Sorry about that, Lord, starving kids. But from a personal experience, I can tell you that I was fearful going into situations of of either a medical or if if you had a, a person who was attacking the church or attacking an individual. And it was after I went through that, and we had lunch about a month ago, I said, Mac, you're in the confidence selling business. Right. I am confident because of the preparation that I've had mm -hmm. that I can now deal with situations that I'd have fled. Mm -hmm. I'd have been the first guy running out the door. And it's because of that. Uh, but the preparation has to continue to have it become effective. Absolutely. And I think, I think the training piece is so important. Um, if somebody was coming to me and say, hey, are, are you ready to... Uh, to climb Mount Everest tomorrow, I, I could tell myself all I want that, yeah, I can do it. But if I've not trained for it properly, that, that's going to be a huge challenge. So uh, again, I think there's so many different factors. Well, one thing I do want to say is that um, if you ever find yourself in a dire situation, your emotions are, are, are going to take over. And uh, we, we have saying that during elevated levels of stress, you will fall back on your lowest form of training. So if your lowest form of training is not adequate enough, uh, you're most likely going to get hurt or potentially killed. So what we do is we, we offer the type of training with the experience to help you overcome that, that most important emotion that's going to take over, which is fear. Yep. And how you control that fear is what's going to make a difference. And uh, I see it in my classes all the time. I see, uh, I see people step into the program, and you can tell by their body language. One thing you will learn about being an instructor or a teacher is that you will learn to read body language very, very quickly. <laughs> and you can tell, no matter what they say to you, you can tell they're, they're stressed out, they're uptight, they're not yep. listening. Yep. <laughs> they're in that target fixation, that tunnel vision mode. And there's so many different things we have to do to break that barrier to be able to make that, that connection. And, and I tell people all the time, if I had a video camera of you at 12 p.m. and then another video or the same video camera showing you at 5 p.m., you would see a world of difference. You would yeah. see them much more relaxed, much more confident, much more determined. And at the end of the day, I feel like I've done my job. See, that was you at 12 o'clock, that's you at 5 o'clock. Look at the difference. Yeah. yeah. That's what that's I took my Series 7 exam in the financial world. People were telling me, all oh, this is a, the first half of this exam is absolutely mind-boggling. It's horrible. 
you're going to have a terrible time with it. But in the second half, it's going to be so easy that you'll just you'll breeze through it. It's just the way they designed the exam. Like, oh man, that can't, that can't be real. Well, I got to the Sylvan Learning Center. The first half of the exam was the easiest time I ever spent. I mean, I, w I went through an hour and a half in about 45 minutes. And uh, she's like, do you want to take a break? I'm like, no, I want to keep going. The second half of that exam started, and I wish I could have the video of me. <laughs> the the first, oh. se first seven questions, I wanted to just give up and go back to the farm. Uh, it was absolutely the worst time. But, you know, you mentioned that video and, and confidence, that first half hour as I'm breezing through and I knew all the answers, my confidence was climbing. But it only took one or two tough questions to break that confidence. And I like what you said, during elevated levels of stress, we fall back on our lowest level of training. And I, that day I would have hit somebody if it was close enough. Don't you find it ironic that the individuals that are training you to be in an entire industry based on trust lied to you about the test. <laughs> That's it. That's well, it. Or either that or they flipped the halves on me. There you go. Hey, uh, you, know, uh, I, you mentioned something, Mac, um, and what you had brought up was uh, you went in and did a, uh, in a, an assessment uh, and, and kind of saw where, uh, the the weak weak spots were. Um, when we come back after the top of the hour, what I want to do is ask you and Tim if there's a way to do a, a personal assessment on our own confidence uh, to to see what areas that we need to uh, take a look at. But right now, I hear that music, Tim. And now, overlooking the cattle in the pasture, from the back porch to the flying double H ranch, it's time for a dose of East Texas wisdom with Rancher Ron. There's a new kind of wisdom being disposed. I guess time never stands still. Good morning, Rancher Ron, feeding East Texas wisdom to hungry herd around the world. You know, today's uh, topic of confidence holds a special place in my heart. Moving from an urban environment and stepping into an agricultural uh, setting, there was a lot of things that went through my mind. I think I experienced every emotion that goes through a major change like that. Those emotions of fear, doubt, uh, perseverance, triumph, and trust. They were all at the forefront of my thoughts as I was making that terrific change. And I started to think about what is it about making changes or put into new environments that have all of that boil to the surface. Mm -hmm. And when we get down and look at it, it boils down to three things that uh, destroy confidence. When we look at confidence from a standpoint of building it, and we talk about assessing and analyzing, I always step to take the antithesis. I go to the other side of the equation and look back. And one of the things I wanted to know about, why do I have insecurities? What is it that causes those so I could address those? And that brings me to the three things that destroy my confidence, that create that insecurity. 
And one is a trauma in my life. Some circumstance that had that came that shook me to my basic foundation and made me think that that will always happen again. There was also a failure and rejection in my life. And there were times when I tried something and it didn't work. Or I went into a situation, a room of people, and was rejected because I didn't fit into that particular group of people. And the third, I found was a big inhibitor to my confidence was a perfectionism because of the way that I wanted to be that I always considered myself to strive toward perfection and it created an insecurity because anything I did I was able to look at it and say I wasn't perfect at that and so why bother I go out to the first time we bought the tractor and brought out the ranch the only building on the ranch at that time was a 40-foot shipping container. We went down and bought the tractor with the specifications that it had to fit a 40-foot shipping container. And we bought it. We went on the ranch. I had never driven a tractor in my life. Mm -hmm. I read the manual when we talk about preparation. I got the book out and said, okay, well, how are the many different ways I can kill myself <laughs> yeah, on this on piece tractor. of equipment? <laughs> Yeah. And went through and read about that. I read about the, not only operating the tractor, but how to take care of it, when the oil changes were necessary, so I wouldn't blow up a brand new engine, mm -hmm. uh, the loader. And one of the fortunate things today we have, and I go back to Ingr uh, Bill Ingwall, here's your sign, <laughs> is they, we now have so many stickers on things <laughs> that you don't read any of them. Yeah. Like, don't bring the bucket up above your head because mm -hmm. the object is going to fall on you. Mm -hmm. But I went out there and I got on it. I stepped onto that tractor, turned the key, and started out slowly. And I drove in first gear. <laughs> first gear in a tractor is slow. Is slow. <laughs> yeah. There is no wind. Right. The only one that felt any excitement was the snail on the hood that was going, wee. <laughs> and we drove around. I drove around and got comfortable with the tractor. And there were things I ran into accidentally because the bucket was a little farther off the loader than I thought. Mm -hmm. But over time, I learned to be more confident with that piece of equipment. And I started to use the brush hog. And I knew through training or and, and putting new blades on it, how big a little sapling you can actually cut down with a brush hog. Mm -hmm. And that built a confidence of where I could go with this thing and accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. So when I started to do that, I realized that building confidence is a process, a process of becoming prepared and a process of practicing. I found that if I put the tractor in the barn for two months, I would go out there and have to relearn basic steps to be safe on it mm -hmm. and then to go out and be bold on it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I had to look at what makes us insecure. And I started to look at my own feelings and say, these are the indicators that I don't have the confidence that I need. The first is I feel unworthy of completing that task. There's a feeling of doubt and unworthiness. I'm not good enough for that. 
the point where you go in and you're unwanted by others. You go into a, a room or a situation where the click is established and you're not the click. And you feel, what's wrong with me? What is it that I don't have that they have? How many of you have been in a corporate situation where the boss, you think, how did that idiot <laughs> get to that level of company because he's a jerk? Mm -hmm. And then you turn that around and you start to question, am I that bad? Yeah. What, what keeps me down where I'm at? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that also creates a level of insecurity and a confidence killer in our life. And that brings me to another threes things of where do these things come from? And the first is things from the past. Mm -hmm. That when I look back at things that I've done, it keeps me from doing things I want to do. Mm -hmm. I've already painted that brush that says, I, I can't do that. I'm no good at that. And we make false agreements with ourselves. Mm -hmm. we, we agree with the fact that we're not good enough. When you talked about the golfer mm -hmm. having you know, 110 score, 100 score every yeah. time they go out, yep. and he shoots a 37 on the first nine, mm -hmm. He's already made the agreement that he's a 100 golfer. Mm -hmm. And there must have been something wrong. Yep. Did I miss a hole? Did I tee up and go to the yeah. wrong green? Yep. So we then, we then try to meet that false expectation. Uh, trauma causes us to live in the past. People have had just the worst experience you would want to put on anyone. You have a friend that recently lost both of his legs. And he'll have to go through a process of coming forward. Mm -hmm. uh, I lost a son. Mm -hmm. That plays in the back of your mind that this is the past. Mm -hmm. And then I've met, run into people that have never gotten past the past. Right. And that keeps them from having confidence. Uh when I see people that have confidence, they're people that don't live in the past. They learn from the past and they go forward. Uh, circumstances bring us to a development of a lack of confidence. If we run into tough situations, we believe this cloud is over us all the time. And we make an agreement with the fact that, oh no, Life is going to be terrible for me because I've been chosen to be Job. Mm -hmm. I'm the one that's always going to run into the walls. I'm the one that's always... And what we become what we think. Oh, yeah. And one of the things, if we don't think we're confident, if we don't act confidently, then we are destined to be insecure for the rest of our life. Failure and rejection are a key of cause of insecurity and what most people fail at are things that other would never attempt and we look at failure as something that's bad and evil where I look at failure as here's someone who was bold enough that had the confidence enough 
to go out and try it. And I give others that grace, but I don't give myself the grace. The grace to say, okay, it didn't work out. But man, I went out and did something. And I would rather keep going and be doing things and failing than not attempting anything and just sitting there in a lifeless life. Mm -hmm. A not to attempt is the real failure. Rejection, when I look at being rejected, many times you aren't rejected. You look at how do people look at me? What do I think they think of me? Well, the thing is, they might not think that of you. Yeah. But you've already gone and made agreements with yourself that well, the way they think of you is the way you are. Mm -hmm. And that isn't who you are in many cases. Once I began to focus on what I think about me from the positive standpoint, the picture got a lot clearer. Mm -hmm. I was more comfortable going into situations. When you're more comfortable going into situations, people don't reject you. Right. So that comes in. In perfectionism, uh, I used to be conceited, and then I found out I was perfect. <laughs> wow. But uh, perfectionism, I would want to do everything so right because of the fear of rejection from others. How would they look at me if it wasn't perfect? Mm -hmm. And I have a friend who, uh, as a little girl, went out to mow the yard. And she mowed the yard and came back up and was so proud because she wanted to impress her father. Her father didn't say one word. He walked back to the yard, grabbed the lawnmower, and remowed that yard because it wasn't perfect. Mm. And she lives with that today. She was seven years old, and she fights that demon every day that she's not perfect. So what we find is we all have gremlins, gremlins that surface that, that are there to destroy our confidence. Mm -hmm. Jim Collins wrote a book called Good is the Enemy of Great. That's a great book. Yeah. But in uh, 1770, Voltaire wrote, The Enemy of Great is Perfect. Mm -hmm. We don't want to go from good to great because we can't be perfect. Mm -hmm. And that's what kills us on going forward. When I invite guests to the show, one of the things that I send to both of you and uh, our other guests to come is, you already have what it takes to be on the show. You have the experience. You have the knowledge. You have the attitude. And you know how to deal with this. But most people, when you ask them to come to the show, oh, I, you couldn't do radio. Mm -hmm. That's too scary. The thing about insecurity, my good friend Paul Blue says, you cannot outlive your insecurity, but you can outgrow it. Mm. Now, how do you do that? Confidence is making new agreements with yourself. Agreeing that you already have everything you need and what you lack you'll work on to get through preparedness. 
You just have to free yourself up and resign from those false agreements that you have internally. Ask yourself, is this agreement real? In most of the cases, it's not. Before I stepped onto the tractor, I took a moment to remember all of the other times in my life that I succeeded. As a 10-year-old boy stepping onto a bulldozer that my neighbor had in the construction room and driving that around his, his uh, yard. You know, we all have barriers that keep us from being confident. The four-minute mile was a barrier. It was a barrier that no one could ever break. But in 1954, Roger Bannister broke that barrier with a time of three uh, minutes, 59 seconds. That opened the pathway to 1,400 other people who have now broken the four-minute mile. We realize that confidence is not something that people give us. It's, people, it's what we give ourselves to move forward and to go forward. For this is Rancher Ron feeding East Texas wisdom to a hungry herd around the world. Yeehaw! Good stuff right there. And uh, Gary, uh, Gary Huang from Singapore, Singapore, is the winner today as the three gentlemen from Texas confidently hung the flag upside down to see how long uh, it would take for anybody to notice that the Texas state flag was upside down. So great job, Gary, uh, uh, with that as well. What's that? Gary won the contest. He did. He did. And tell him what he's won, Johnny. That's right. <laughs> You've won an all-expense-paid trip to the bar. That's the bar. what it's called over there in Singapore, the bar. Uh, Two nights at beautiful El Paso, Texas. That's <laughs> it. That's it. Uh, good, good stuff, Ron, as always. Of course, 21 to 6, it's time to pause for the cause. And uh, we have designated CASA, Corn court-appointed special advocates as our pause for the cause this year. CASA trains, supervises, and encourages volunteers to supply court-appointed special advocacy for every abused child whose parents enter the legal system. CASA volunteers serve as the eyes and ears for the judge in a child welfare case. Through regular visits and researching each child's specific needs, our volunteers make objective recommendations to the judge in the best interests of the child. The CASA presence is frequently the only stable force in these children's lives as they navigate the foster care system. And best yet, the child gets personal attention because most CASA volunteers work on only one case at a time. Coach, approximately 30% of the funding needed for these services is provided by donations uh, by people just like you and me. Contact a CASA office to inquire how you can best apply your time, talents, treasures, or any combination of these to send a child on a new beginning. New volunteers are always needed as our communities grow. Experience the reward of seeing your efforts making a huge difference in a child's life. Call the two CASAs that 216 The Net represents, the North Studio and the South locations. In the South are Hunt County, Texas CASA, CASA for Hunt County, Greenville, Texas 75401. You can give them a call at 903 450 4410 
or check them out at casaforhuntcounty.org and the North Studio representing Casa of McHenry County, McHenry, Illinois, 60050. Uh, you can give them a call, 815-363-5930, or try them at casamchenrycounty.org. .org. Which is fantastic. Uh, let's see here. Maybe. Ted Hutt, it's Coach's Cadence, so listen up. All right, good morning. Uh, Today we're talking about confidence and optimism leading to confidence. So this is the Optimist Creed written by Christian Larson in 1912. I promise myself to be so strong that nothing can disturb my peace of mind, to talk health, happiness, and prosperity to every person I meet, to make all my friends feel that there is something worthwhile in them, to look at the sunny side of everything and to make my optimism come true, to think only the best, to work only for the best and to expect only the best, to be just as enthusiastic about the successes of others as I am about my own, to forget the mistakes of the past and press on to the greater achievements of the future, to wear a cheerful expression at all times and give a smile to every living creature I meet, to give so much time to improving myself that I have no time to criticize others, to be too large for worry, too noble for anger, too strong for fear, and too happy to permit the presence of trouble, to think well of myself and to proclaim this fact to the world, not in loud words but in great deeds, to live in faith that the whole world is on my side so long as I am true to the best that is in me. The Optimist Creed by Christian Larson. Wow. That is fantastic. Of course, you're listening to Two Bald Bald Guys Guys with with Rancher Ron from Studio South. Absolutely. He says confidently. And, of course, here at uh, 21.6 The Net, we have such a great lineup. It's unbelievable. Of course, you've got us from 6 to 9 every Monday morning. Uh, Following us on our heels from 9 to 10 is Pete Talks Jobs with Peter Galt. And uh, and our newest show comes in at 11 o'clock every Monday morning, 11 to noon, Adventures of Unstructured Time with uh, host Chuck Inman and uh, Ron Hostry, which is fantastic, which is uh, one of the fastest growing shows that we have. It's the newest fastest because it's the only new one we have right now. Uh, and, of course, uh, from 5 to 6, we've got Let's Go Racing with Mike Babich on Mondays. And then from 6 to 9, uh, take a look at Slangin' Hope Radio, uh, the Recovery Nation, which is fantastic. Tuesday rolls along, and right at noon on Tuesday, Coach. They're not done yet. Not done yet. Robbie Robinson and Tom Sellers get together. These guys have uh, beaten cancer. They give hope and have people on that have beaten it. uh, They are are the cancer mafia. 
It is amazing. And, of course, uh, the deep dive with Nick Espinoza. Uh, the amazing thing, Nick has been on a whirlwind tour across the United States doing TED Talks. Uh, he was just uh, at a at a conference uh, with the former Secretary of State. And, I mean, it's just a, it's amazing uh, what we knew he's him doing. When. That's right. Uh, some good, good things. And, of course, Wednesday uh, from 7 to 9 is On the Bump. It's our sports show with uh, Young and, and Marshall. And these guys talk sports and it's whatever kinda, else comes across. Just kind of sitting around. That's it, uh, which is nice. Thursday morning from 9.30 to 10.30, be encouraged the, with Don Stewart and the broken uh uh, beautifully broken ministries uh what a great great show that is uh and that is another one of, of our fast growers right there uh which is fantastic and then I'll, i see that he's listening right now uh but uh, always 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 believe, believe in you, you. demon k ross from four to five on thursdays always believe in you good good stuff as he, he you know he he deals with with kids and and helps build their confidence uh, but not only that, but that show is designed for people who work with the youth here uh, in America to give them confidence as well, which is fantastic. And, of course, uh, we've got room for many, many other shows and more content. We'd love to hear from you. Go to www.216thenet.com, and you can uh, contact us there, and our station manager and programming manager will reach out to you uh, and get some things rocking and rolling. Uh, and, of course, if in your busy day you want to hear more uh, about confidence more from two bald guys more from adventures of unstructured time uh then go to our podcast which is at www.anchor a-n-c-h-o-r dot net uh, excuse me dot fm anchor dot fm forward slash 216 dash the dash net you like that six dash the dashing through the right 216 you like that right because if you're in a boat with the fishing net you have to use your anchor Ooh. see how that all works in there yeah and listen to your fm man anchor.fm which is fantastic hey, uh, shout out to ben scarborough uh ben headed up the entire eaa young eagles yeah. program on uh saturday what a fantastic job he had and did coordinating organizing getting all the kids through ground school and keeping the pilots from being too crazy. I love his fare as well. <laughs> <laughs> Give yourself. There we go. Talking about confidence all day, we've got two special guests down south with us. Uh, we've got Mac McKenzie and Tim Durkin. And these guys are confidence specialists. These guys uh, that's what they do. They sell it. They teach it. They live it. Uh, and we've had a great conversation so far early this morning. But before we went into the Rancher Ron segment, Coach, I mentioned that uh, there, there's a, a, a Matt goes in and does an assessment. And it, as we're talking about confidence, guys, uh, and this goes to either one of our guests, is should people be doing that? type of assessment on themselves if so how often and how would you do that i think you called it a vulnerable vulnerability i can't even say that word yeah vulnerability weakness weakness assessment uh yeah i think uh this uh, i think it's very important that we continually uh, continually assess 
our confidence level because uh, it can change. It can change over time. It can change certainly over circumstance. Uh, and I do want to point out that there is a way um, that you can build your confidence very, very quickly. Uh, I mentioned earlier in the first hour that what I saw confidence, what I saw of what confidence was, was a lack of fear. Yeah. So people ask me all the time because I, I train uh, executives on how to be leaders and they'll say, well, I'm really um, uh, uncomfortable or even afraid to make presentations or to make speeches. Well, the best way to overcome fear is to act, is to do something. Um, because if you just sit there and do nothing, your fear will continue to grow. Now, if you want to grow your confidence, you really want to be careful of your self-talk or the talk that you have with other people in your life. For example, one of the worst things that we can ever say to our children, grandchildren, nieces or nephews, friends, spouses or whatever, is after they've done something that's meaningful to them, such as a ball game or such as a speech or a presentation, the worst question to ask is, so how did it go? <laughs> and the reason that that is a terrible question, the worst question, is would you say that we live in a negatively charged society? Yeah. Yeah. And so they see negative, they hear negative on a continuous basis. So consequently, with that question, they have been trained, not by us, but by the media and by all their friends, to go negative. Rather than ask, so how did it go? You want to start building your self-image or their self-image by imprinting the positive. The first question is, so what went great about your presentation? What went great about your day? What went great about the game? I love it. Don't let them tell you, well, I struck out three times. No, no, what went great? Second question, what would you say went good? Then the third question is, what will you do differently next time? Or what do you need to work on? Focused future, focused positive. And just by asking those three questions, number one, you're going to get into great conversations with those people who are dear to you. The second thing is you are going to imprint positive self-image, even if they've had a bad game, a bad presentation, awesome. or a bad day. So that would be my uh, answer to how do you assess and build uh, your self-confidence and everybody else's. Because, by the way, you ask those three questions yourself. I mean, after every speech, every training session, every class that I give, um, on the way back to the airport or wherever I'm going, I say, what went great? What went only good? And what would I do differently next speech, next training class? We, mm -hmm. uh, we do that uh, after every one of our shows. And what went great, we usually get this response. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I've learned a great response to that question. People say, well, how did it go? I said, Unbelievable, and that covers both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, what I try to teach my parents to uh, before the game to tell their uh, their children, you know, play well, listen to the coach, and have fun. And after the game, they should say, "You played well. I'm proud of you." And the only question they should ask them is, "Where do you want to eat?" Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, well, Tim, let, let me follow up with that. Sure. Because when we were talking about assessment and Kent brought that in, uh, you've shared with me that uh, during times of change, it's a good idea to examine what we're losing mm -hmm. if for some reason the change is negative. Uh, and frequently there's a loss of familiarity, confidence, competence, friendship, status, control. Uh, why is it important to go through that analysis and, and to do it in the way that you just said what we need to do it mm -hmm. uh, to rebuild that confidence? You have to go through the loss review, if you will, because if you have suffered a loss, you absolutely have to grieve. Now, people grieve differently. Mm -hmm. Some people grieve by going manic. Some people get very quiet. Um, some people shop. Uh, some, the, everybody does it differently, but the process has to go through. But the moment you feel that you are through it, then you have to start the rebuilding process. And here's, a, here's another uh, very strong tip that I was shocked to find that the world's greatest athletes go through. They view every contest as I will either win or I will learn. There is no concept of loss. And if you really want to have a fundamental seismic shift in your performance, in your assessment, and in your confidence, you simply ask yourself, if I win or succeed, um, what will I learn? Or what will I learn if it doesn't go the way that I want? Yeah. And, and that, that, uh, that's, that shifts everything. Because if you take away the fear of loss, you take away the fear. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Another another thing that you brought up is that uh seventy five percent of the businesses in the next eighteen to twenty four months will face some form of a crisis that could shut them down. Yep. What's the difference between the ones that come through that, the twenty percent? Or thirty percent, and the ones that don't come through that—that's uh, pretty easy question uh, to answer. The ones that come through it are the ones that have defined and stated values. What is it that they stand for? What are their? What's their value statement? I have a hospital that was ransomed. Uh, they, they, the, their IT system was taken over, and they had to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to get their computers back. But their mantra their reason for being is we give people their lives back. So what is it that they have to do every day, every minute, every transaction, every interaction to help give people their lives back? Their value, that's their value statement. You also have to have a strong vision. Where is it you want to go? What is it you want to be? And you know, in the Bible it says mankind without a vision will perish. And that's true of organizations as well. And that's also true of individuals. So having the values, having the vision, also having vitality. What is the energy level? Um, you know, we, we may say we're in one business or another. We may say we're in healthcare. We may say we're in um, professional speaking. Uh, we're really all in the energy management business. Our job is to have energy to do work because high school physics teaches us energy applied to a task is the definition of work. So uh, as people and especially as leaders, we have to have vitality. And then finally, the, the 
fourth item is valor. Um, we have to have the courage to say the things that need to be said, mm -hmm. to do the things that need to be done, to talk with the people that need to be talked. And, and um, that's really a defining moment for leaders, is I can tell a good leader from a bad leader by how much valor they have in terms of what will they say and how will they say it, what will they allow and what won't they allow. So uh, that's Several years ago, I, I defined that there is no such thing as a bad leader. There's a good leader and there's a bleeder, right? The, the leaders give you everything. The bleeders take everything you, you have. Um, yep. I, I try to always keep leadership as only on the positive attribute. I know there are people in leadership roles who, who push people in a negative way, but I define them as bleeders. Nice. I like uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I'm going to use that with your permission. You, <laughs> you have it's it. A, it's okay. He stole it from someone else. <laughs> yeah. uh, actually, no. I made that one up. The Gallup organization has uh, very, str very strongly determined that people do not leave organizations. People quit leaders yeah. and quit bosses. Mm -hmm. uh, Peter Galt, good morning. Eric Mason, good morning. Uh, talking about confidence today. Confidence, confidence, confidence. Uh, the guy you've just been listening to, of course, is Tim Durkin. Tim, if people want to know uh, more about what you do or how to get in touch with you, how do they do that? They go to timdurkin.com, T-I-M-D-U-R-K-I-N.com. Um, or they can email me, tim at timdurkin.com. And if they would please put on the subject line 21.6 the net, um, because I do get um, a significant number of emails per day, but uh, uh, I really want to um, respond very quickly to any of our listeners. So 21.6 the net in the subject line to tim at timdurkin.com, and uh, I'll be happy to, um, to talk to any listener at any time. Outstanding. And of course, the good-looking bald guy on the screen over there is Mac McKenzie. Mac, if people want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Yeah, they can reach us at uh, criticaldefensegroup.com, or if they want to send me a personal email, they can email me at Mac, that's M-A-C, at criticaldefensegroup.com. That is the best way to reach me. Fantastic. Now, Mac, um, Tim had some good points there. Um, uh, you know, you got to have a good value statement and what do you stand for? Uh, in your tactical training, um, it's not just, um, it's for any disaster, really, uh, or any critical situation. Um, not just if, uh, if someone, as you said, in the, in the first, uh, first hour uh, goes into uh, a place that used to be a safe haven and, and makes it an unsafe place uh, but you you had mentioned for fire or for tornado or hurricane or anything of that nature uh, chances are right that that um, when I'm in that situation I'm inwardly looking uh, maybe except for my direct family uh, as a dad and a husband but if you're in a with a group of people isn't there always that I've got to take care of uh, of me and I'm grabbing mine and getting uh, and how do you how do you work with people to build their confidence to say, yep, take care of that, but take care of everybody else as well? Yeah, that, that's a great question. And every situation is different. Every environment is different. Um, the, the individual with, with very limited time uh, trying to control stress, trying to deal with stress management, has some very critical decisions to make. 
And uh, I tell people all the time, again, d- depending on the type of course that they're taking, depending on the situation that they're in, they, they have to make some important decisions. Uh, I tell people all the time, uh, you're, you have to prioritize what your responsibilities are going to be. And uh, I, I like to use the firearms portion. Uh, you know, we have a huge blessing here in Texas, and that's a Texas license to carry. Mm-hmm. And in our courses, uh, I remind people all the time, because there's a, there's a huge, huge issue that we have that a lot of people, the moment that they get their Texas license to carry, they think it's their responsibility to enforce the law. <laughs> and that is not the case. <laughs> and we emphasize that tremendously. And I tell them you have to prioritize. And priority needs to be not only yourself, but your immediate family members. And then if you decide to cross that line and, and want to go ahead and, and, and help the general public, you have to be very, very careful. Every situation is different. But, but again, it goes back to the training. The training is so important. And, and, I, and, I, and I think one of the biggest things that we as individuals fall into is complacency and uh, comfort zone. I, I think we as Americans, and I say this very delicately, we as Americans have a tendency to stay in our comfort zones. And, and I think that if if you want to practice developing confidence, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to encourage you to step out of that comfort zone. If you constantly stay in that comfort zone, I don't think you're going to grow as a person. You're going to get complacent. And it goes back to training as well. People get complacent. They feel that they go out to a course one time, uh, need to stay on top of it. They get complacent. They get wrapped up in everyday life. A year goes by, two years go by, five years go by. And then you find yourself in an unfortunate situation, and then there's two emotions that are going to take over. Number one will be fear, and number two is going to be guilt. Guilt's going to step in and say, hey, I told you you should have been training. I told you you should have been doing this. Now you're on your own. And then that emotion, guilt, kind of step back, and it doesn't want anything to do with it anymore. And then you're entirely on your own. But, but to answer your question, depending on the environment, depending on the situation, I encourage all people to say, hey, you have responsibility. Protect yourself so that you can protect your loved ones. Make, make those key decisions. Now, if you're part of a safety team or you're part of a, uh, a group that has responsibilities, then you have to take that into consideration as well. You, you have to say, hey, I have responsibility here. It's not only to protect myself, but it's also to protect everybody that's in this, uh, in this building, in this location, in this uh, job site, whatever the case may be. Hey, a shout out from Mark Wheeler, a good friend of the show. He says, great hearing all you guys and Mac, you're a natural for radio. And that's from Mark Wheeler. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much, Mark. <laughs> that is good. Uh, and uh, Mark, appreciate you listening in, brother. Hope that you have a, a confidently strong week, uh, which is great. Um, the the interesting thing uh, there, um, as as you say, fear and guilt. Both of you have used that um, false evidence appearing real. Fear is really. Um, the is the story that that we've kind of made in our mind, right? Um, because we're not quite sure uh, of the outcome. Yes, absolutely. And if I could touch on that, you know, yeah. if we could look back and say, "Gosh, how many how many business opportunities, how many experiment, experiments, how many goals, how many dreams have been destroyed because of fear?" How many people say, man, I'm afraid to take that step. Mm-hmm. I, I know I can do it, but I don't want to do it. And, and again, it goes back to some of those those key factors, self-esteem, self-confidence, mindset, experience, training. There's so many different things. And, you know, I want to touch on something that, that I'd learned, and it's called sub-programming. What did, what did we hear as a child? What did we see as a child? And then the most, the most important factors, what did we experience as a child? that has huge factors on our adult life. You know, Tim touched on, on a couple key things, and 
I, I just learned something that's so powerful that uh, the most the most powerful voice a child will ever hear is the voice of their father and, and how critical that is and, and two things that we constantly have to remind our kids. And, and I want to touch on this because I've been blessed with a beautiful nine-year-old daughter and two things we have to constantly remind our kids is that I love you and I'm so proud of you. And, and I think those two words alone create confidence, confidence in anything we do. And, and I think that's important. I'm reading a book right now that says, if your dream or your goal isn't big enough to scare you, it's not big enough. And again, we, we hear that word fear. And I think that individuals need to learn to overcome fear in whatever they're doing. And it helps them build confidence on a daily basis. Awesome. Yeah, when I work with um, special operators, and, and Mac is a former special operator, um, people might think, well, these guys are so brave that they can walk into any situation uh, no matter what. But to a person, every one of them will tell you that they do feel the fear. But they feel the fear and they do it anyways. And I think that's very important to, to overcome. And once you feel the fear and do it anyways, um, then you build your confidence in ways um, unlike any other. So feel the fear and do it anyways. Uh, and th that leads me back to my point. Um, you really want to make sure that you fight fear by doing something, by acting. Don't just sit back because it can consume you. Uh, the other point that I, I want to tack on to that I learned from Mac is that once you develop a skill, almost all of the skills that count are perishable. And in a situation that is critical, you will go to your lowest level of training, but you have to make sure that you understand you have to practice. You have to train um, because it's all about developing, not just training and developing. The development comes through practice. So um, any any skill that you have that's worth having is perishable. That's good. Yeah. Tom Allen out there. Uh, and good morning, Tom. Glad to have you with us. Uh, you, should, uh, you should ask, uh, what would I do if I was not afraid? And that's a. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes that's easily. It depends if what what situation you're in. If you're in a, a responsive uh, situation, uh, I don't know if you're going to have time to ask that, uh, where you just have to rely on your your muscle memory. But if you're going into something, uh, you know, Tim, uh, you're going in to speak to. Uh, you know, a stadium full of people, there might be a little bit of fear there, anxiety, and that might be something that you could plan on, I, I suppose. Well, uh, I do plan on it. There's only two fears that I really have. One is speaking in front of groups, and the other is flying on airplanes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's absolutely true, and I, I do it every week um, <coughs> because I have to face fear and do it anyway. Yeah. But out of that, Tim, oh, one of your roles to the National Speaker Association is you are a certified speaking professional, correct? Which means you've attained a very high level and been recognized by your peers for the abilities that you have. Mm -hmm. But you have taken over and now mentor others on how to become CSPs. Right. How do you instill the confidence that those people need to enter an industry that Almost 90% of the people say their biggest fear is, is speaking. Yep. Well, you, when I mentor someone or when I coach somebody, I really try to watch my language and I make them watch theirs. Um, because an awful lot of them will say, well, I can't do this. So you don't work, do work with comedians then, do you? <laughs> 
and so I, um, I, I just say, you know, what is it that you're great at? What is it that you're good at? Um, what would you like to improve? And it's, it's basically the perspective. I also make no bones about the fact that the um, professional speaking business has a low barrier to entry and a lower rate of success for some people mm -hmm. because just because you've had a critical incident happen in your life does not mean it's a topic that everybody would like to listen to and pay for. Um, <laughs> and, and so there's a, there's a little bit of a come to reality um, meeting that we have to have. But uh, I do enjoy mentoring, and uh, I've, I've mentored some terrific uh, people over the years. My m motto in terms of training is once you reach a certain level, you have to send the elevator back down. Yeah, that's, that's good. Absolutely, absolutely. If you don't, you get the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you can reach out to Joe Montana, he's a, he's a speaker, great quarterback, who could definitely use a speaking coach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the celebrity well. speakers are quite interesting. Um, mm -hmm. There's not a lot of them that are compelling speakers, but there's a lot of them that have charged a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, good morning, Cuz, from Paxton, Nebraska. Diana Weaver writes... You know, you, you mentioned something about, okay, everyone has a story, mm -hmm. but not everyone's story is worthy of an audience. That's yeah. correct. Uh, 27 photographs of the medical marvel of the worst ingrown toenail mm -hmm. that they had to endure might not draw a crowd. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the other thing is that people process their tragic trauma mm -hmm. uh on the on the audience and uh that's just a no that's a no-no but that then comes back to preparedness mm -hmm. that the people who excel in the industry who are confident about what they do are people who have prepared mm -hmm. they ask themselves how will i get better the next time yep my skills are perishable yep i have to be on uh the speaking circuit and speaking all of the time yep. because there's only a certain number of places you're going to go speak. And if you aren't improving your game, if you don't have the confidence to say, I can be better, I can be this next level up, I can get going, mm -hmm. then you are perishable. Well, yeah, and the other thing that I would like to add is that it, all of the elite performers that I've been around, they seek progress, not perfection. Mm -hmm. They... they in, look for improvement incrementally and that's why they engage in deliberate practice not just throwing rounds down range or not just speaking and not paying attention it's uh, seek progress not perfection I remember what Vince Lombardi told the, the Green Bay Packers he said gentlemen we are going to seek perfection we're not going to get it but along the way we will find excellence Nice. The uh, yeah. Tim, tell us about somebody that you maybe worked with that when you first met them, you're like, this this person has zero confidence. And how did you get them to a place of of living and practicing confidently? Um, well, I, I'm I'm still working with a, a gentleman that uh, fits that description, Ron. and he wanted, <laughs> <laughs> and he wanted to be a speaker, and and he did have a story. Um, and he thought he wanted to talk about that story. 
And I started to get to know him, and the other aspects of his life are far more interesting than his original story. Um, his job is to give money away, a lot of money away. Um, he is the person that if you go to a basketball game, the half-court shot at halftime, he's betting you don't get it. It's not the Dallas Mavericks or the Chicago Bulls that pay if the person sinks the shot. It's this guy um, because the, the Bulls and the Mavericks and the rest of the teams take out insurance policies with him. And the same thing with hole-in-ones and, and so on. And his whole life is wagering. And he talks now about how you can wager successfully in your life, not bet, not gamble, but wager. Uh, I actually think he'd be a good guest um, because he's a very, very compelling uh, speaker now. He does have a great story. His original story is still great, but how to succeed in life by wagering, looking through the eyes of a gambler, is a wonderful series. So if we call him up and say, hey, Tim Durkin said you'd be our best bet for a guest. He'd do it. <laughs> Three to one odds he'd come in. Hey. Yeah. Well, uh, Mac, I'd, I'd like to come back to you. Yes, sir. I was in Walmart in the produce <laughs> with, my, with my wife overlooking the cabbages and tomatoes. Mm. And uh, having been through your courses... You walked up behind me, put your fist in my back, and said, protect your six. <laughs> and, and I lost confidence because here I am in Walmart, chatting with a wife, with millions of crazy people sometimes, and I didn't protect my six. What is it about situations that we get into that cause us to have lapses in our situational awareness and uh, that then lead to destruction of confidence? Well, Ron, first of all, I apologize for coming up on your six, but you did have a team member, a family member there, so obviously right. you were not watching your sectors, and that's why, uh, that's why we were able to, uh, to reach there. But, um, man, that, that is one of the toughest questions to address, and I, I'll tell you why. There's so many different factors, and, and we can get into the coulda, woulda, shoulda, and we could talk about this all day. And, and I deal with this a lot, but what if and what if, and I tell people, listen, I, I can't answer every question. I can't determine every situation. But I will tell you this. One of the first things we teach and encourage our students from day one is situational awareness. And we tell people, listen, you gotta look around, you gotta see what's going on. And, and we believe that people, most people, live their life in what we call condition white. They are completely unaware. They're not paying attention to their natural surroundings, they're not paying attention to their environmental surroundings. And they have this mindset that it'll never happen to me, it'll never happen to me, and never happen to me. I have a saying that most of your dumb criminals are either dead or in jail. Uh, your smart <laughs> criminals are watching you. And I have another saying I say too. I say that if you have to draw your weapon and, and exercise that option, you probably screwed up an hour ago. You didn't see the indicators. And, and I will say this very confidently. The indicators are always there. They're always there. The problem is most people don't catch them. They don't see them. They're not paying attention. And it's hard when you walk into an environment where you feel safe or you're surrounded with the general public and, and you're not, you're not, checking your six or maintaining situational awareness, and it's hard. It really is. Um, I, I always say this, man, it's hard being me. It's exhausting. Uh, you know, when I go to a restaurant or I go out to a large event or so on and so forth, I, I feel like I'm always on the job because I live my life in what we call condition yellow. And condition yellow is, is just being aware of your surroundings, looking for specific indicators, 
going with your instincts and your gut feelings. Uh, again, I want to emphasize that the indicators are always there. Now, can you provide 360 degree every day in every day? No, that's going to be exhausting. You're going to wear out, and um, you just got to be careful with that. But but what I want to do is is let people know, hey, just just be aware of what's going on around you. You'd be amazed at how just eye contact alone can deter a potential attack so or a potential robbery. But again, most people uh, most people do not pay attention. Watch people. I, I encourage my students this all the time. Watch people. What are most people doing? They're on their phones. All right, they're texting or they're looking at Facebook or doing something on their phone. They're not paying attention. Uh, when I stop at a red light, I like to make eye contact with the person on the left, the person on the right, look in my rear view mirror. And I see people all the time on their phones. They're not paying attention. It's little things like that that make a huge difference. Well, there's times people don't know how they got to work. They only remember leaving home and pulling yeah. into the parking yeah, place. Sure. Yeah. And, and it, it goes back to that Do complacency. That uh, again, I think that we... Uh, you know, we put ourselves in that that comfortable environment. We get complacent. We get through that routine. I, I think there was a commercial many years ago, same place, same thing, you know. I, I think that, that a lot of times people do that. Uh, a couple of things I want to touch on is, um, you know, what, what can individuals do to, to overcome fear? I think that, that positive affirmations are so important, you know. Um, and, and I know Tim can touch on this uh, very extensively, but I, I know that people, one of people's biggest fears is, is speaking in public. And I remember the first time I had to teach in front, uh, in front of a class. Boy, I was confident. I was Marine confident, no doubt. But the moment I stepped up there, I was overwhelmed with fear. I, I beca instantly became terrified. And uh, what I began to tell myself was, I got this. I can do this. You know, get over yourself. All right, do not be afraid. And, and you ask yourself, well, am I going to get hurt doing this? No, I'm not. Am I going to get fired doing this? No. My fear was, what, it, what are other people going to think about how I'm presenting myself? Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I think that that has a huge factor on society nowadays. I think we're so terrified about what other people are going to think yeah. about us, and we really need to get over that. And, and I think that social media is having a huge factor. And, and I just want to start, share something real quickly that really stuck to me, is uh, every chance we get the chance to work with young people, we, we want to make a difference in their life. And I had an individual who was wrapped up, and he had pulled out his phone, and and uh, he had said, man, I'm so bummed out. And I said, what are you bummed out about? And he said, I only got 20 likes on my photo on Facebook. And he looked exhausted. And, and that struck me hard. That struck me hard. It's like, you're so concerned about how many likes you got on a photo. How is that having an impact on self-esteem and self-confidence? Mm -hmm. We, we got to be better than that. We do. We have to yep. be so better. But that comes back to Tim's point. If your self-confidence is built on the superficial you will always be insecure. Yep. yep. Yeah. But if you have gone through and established your values, your vision of where you're going, and to look at the vitality of coming into a situation, that is what you base your confidence on. The confidence becomes from within, mm -hmm. as opposed to looking to build confidence from affirmation from someone else. Yep, sure. You have to be internally referenced, not externally referenced. And so many young people today, and so many in, uh, people of all ages, are externally referenced in, in the way that, oh, I only got 520 Facebook friends and you have 15,000, or I only got 20 likes. That's externally referenced. Champions are not externally referenced. They have their um, standards set. They have their values set. And uh, that's what drives them. Well, Absolutely. one of the ways you can build confidence 
is to surround yourself with companions who, instead of friends who aren't yep. as good as you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which uh, is why I hang out with Kent. My, yeah, my fear, my fear of public speaking was uh, I was I was deathly afraid of it. And uh, coach, uh, you you find those good mentors and coaches like yeah, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. And I walk out there on stage. And, oh, there's maybe 150 people or whatnot, uh, and they all start laughing. And uh, I'm like, oh, my gosh, uh, I haven't even started talking. And then uh, after I got done uh, with my presentation, coach is like, no, you were supposed to think of them in their underwear, not you come out in your underwear. So <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Uh, but most of the time they have a mirror that you check your fly before you go out on stage. <laughs> oh, I, I couldn't count the number of times I've gone back in to the restroom after a speaking engagement and it's already down and it's like ah there you go here we go folks listen to this anyway well one of the one of the great things i learned early on is you don't have to know everything you just have to know a little bit more than your audience your audience everyone could go in and be confident and speaking yep. of that here it comes And now, and now, Monday morning, Monday, Monday, it's time for Rapid Fire. Rapid Fire, Fire, Rapid Fire. Today is brought to you by the letter A and the number one. The letter A and the number one. What does it make you think of a state? That's it. Rapid Fire is the segment where me, Kim, Pete Jones, ask the questions, and, and the panel we has 30 seconds to come up with an answer. Uh, this is really the good stuff that we like. It's a round robin. Everybody answers except me, except for the last one. Now, let's get to it. I think Tim should go first. All right. All right. This is what we're going to do, guys. And uh, here is the sound effect that hopefully you'll hear at the end of the 30 seconds. Maybe. There it is. There it is. All right. So uh, we'll start out with uh, our esteemed guest, uh, Mr. Durkin. Oh, I was talking about me. Yep. Uh, what can you do to start to, what can you do or start doing, I guess, what can you start doing to strengthen your emotional balance? And what can you stop doing to strengthen your emotional balance? Uh, I think you can do uh, stop create your emotional balance in a positive way, you have to be careful of how you talk to yourself. What is your self-image? You keep asking yourself, what did I do great today? What did I do well today? Not where did I mess up? Um, you have to stop questioning. You have to stop being afraid. If you are afraid, do something. Emotion and motion come from the same root word. So uh, fight fear by literally doing something different. Um, that would be my answer. Well played, Perfect. right there. Gosh, this guy's oh. done it. It's, have you practiced? This is amazing. Nice job, Tim. Uh, now we move over to Coach. Coach, uh, what would it feel like in three months if you stuck to your goal? A whole new wardrobe. <laughs> uh, if we, you know, looking specifically at the weight loss goal, I am so amazed at how just ten pounds has made me feel differently, feel more confident in my uh my ability to to move on the soccer field with the kids um so in three months what it would feel like 
uh, I will actually beat them in a race instead of having to trick them into letting me beat them. That's it. Oh, that's good. Look at the competitiveness in him. He's 103 years old and still <laughs> wants to beat those teenagers. I love it. I love it. He's really not 103, folks. I just I just thought I'd throw that in there. Uh, all right. Uh, this goes out to Mac. Mac, um, what is what is one small change you can make this week that will help you feel in control of your life? I think that positive thinking, I think that regardless of the situation that you find yourself in, I think to remain positive, um, that mindset is so important. I think that uh, if you were to wake up every day and tell yourself that regardless of uh, the challenges that you're going to face here today, that you will get through it and constantly and daily remind yourself that, hey, I'm going to stay positive. I'm going to stay focused. I'm not going to allow the negative to bring me down. And if I focus on that, I will be successful. Yeah, that's good. At 28 seconds, too, this guy. Look at That is beautiful. <laughs> All right. Rancher Ron. We don't need no stinking timer. That's right. <laughs> what are you passionate about? What excites you, motivates you, or interests you? What excites and motivates me is when I get together with people and see them change, even if it's a small change. To see someone else enjoy the same passion that I have. This weekend with those kids flying, to see their smiling faces, to see them walking with a much quicker step after they got to go on their flight was fantastic. Uh, joking with people is, is another one of my passions. Mm -hmm. I would ask the kids, I said, how many of you have flown for the first time? And they all raised their hand. I said, yeah, me too. Way to go. Give me a high five. <laughs> <laughs> They were walking away quickly because he was doing nose dives and engine stalls. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's why we have those little blue sacks. Yeah. A uh, young eagle flight is only about 12 minutes because 15 minutes is the point in time where, where kids' stomachs will start moving oh, around. There it is. It's very carefully controlled. Uh -huh. There you go. Uh, Tim Durkin, um, yes. think about those, uh, what you're passionate about, what excites you, motivates you, your interests, right? What can you do to nurture these passions daily or weekly? Um, I always make a list uh, in the morning of who it is that I need to contact, what it is that I need to do. I, I mentioned earlier I like to uh, send the elevator back down. And the greatest joy that I've had in my career is putting somebody on the elevator and watching them blow right past the level that I'm standing on. <laughs> and uh, it, it's happened many, many times. Um, it, it, and I think that's the biggest uh, joy that I have. And I work every day to, to make sure that that happens to somebody. Yeah, he's good. The, the funny thing, whenever I go someplace, I always send the elevator back to the the original floor when I get off. I, it's just something I do and I've always done and, and you saying that this morning kind of resonated with me. Thank so you. So like you, you go down to floor one and send it back up to floor eight? Yeah. That's it. Oh my gosh. What a pain. <laughs> are you kidding me? Never mind, yeah. Grandma, that uh, you were going to be on that. Uh, I just sent that up to eight. Uh, while the little old lady and her poodle wait there for it to come back down. Yep. That's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> Coach, yes. um, when do you feel the most motivated and confident? What are you doing? Who are you with? Where are you? 
when do I feel the most motivated and confident? What am I doing and who am I with? Speaking. Uh, when I'm when I'm on a on a, on a stage, you know, with a a, a topic, uh, follow through relationship building, leadership, it doesn't matter. When I I get up there, I'm with an audience that I know, uh, with a topic I I feel confident in, and I just I I love being there. Yeah, I think that's true. I I've always had that fear of public speaking that there's an opportunity to speak and I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> <That's sad. laughs> We need a volunteer to speak. Ooh, 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 ooh. How'd you get here? <laughs> you, you with Jimmy John's? How'd yeah, right. you get here? How'd you get here? Uh, all right, Mac. What changes can I make to develop a stronger relationship with myself? I, I think the mindset is important. I think that uh, lots of times we're, we're rough on ourselves. I think one thing to do is, is set attainable goals. And uh, slowly build on those goals, reach those goals, uh, again, to help you build confidence and to help you grow in, in so many different ways. But uh, I think we are probably our biggest critics. And, and I think that what we tell ourselves on a daily basis is so crucial. It's so important. And, and I would encourage everybody to fill that up with, with positive reinforcement. That is, that is awesome. So, uh, and just a quick follow-up question too, Mac, as you, as you said that, um, what, what have you stumbled into as per, perhaps um, your client's biggest perceived flaws? What do most people come in and go, oh, I, I am blah? That's very easy. It's confidence. Yeah. Uh, I, I see people step into my classroom and you can tell they're, 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 they're intimidated, um, they're nervous, they're afraid. And, and I think, you know, in, in the past, I used to say, wow, how can I step up into this classroom and impress people? That that has changed completely. Now it's like, how can I step up in this classroom and make a significant in someone's life that they can do and take that on an everyday basis? And uh, overcoming that intimidation, that fear is so important. And being able to connect with that student is so critical. And, and if I may, one thing, I, I've worked with guys who are exceptional operators. And please, no disrespect whatsoever. Exceptional operators, but poor instructors. Yeah. It makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. It makes a big difference being able to take everything that you know and pass it on in a manner that every type of student can learn and understand. Sure, absolutely. Well, that's well, like some, some of the greatest athletes have not made the greatest coaches. That's right. <laughs> Usually. Yeah. One, one of the things that I think Tim just talked about was the fact that when you get to the point you realize it's not about you. It's about your audience. Yep. Right. Yeah. Once that focus changes away from you, you seem to get a lot better. Uh, we all do. I, I support that 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ron. All, all in favor? Yeah. Aye. Ron, this comes to you, my friend. Um, well, let me see where it is. Uh, oh, there it is. Number seven. Yeah. Uh, Ron, and don't don't answer this out loud. What I want you to do is think about what relationship problems exist with your family, friends, coworkers. What are what are your options to overcome them? Fight or flight. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can avoid them. You can run away. Uh, you can duke it out. But the third option, which I think is a lot better, is to sit down and say, help me understand what's going on here, and then listen. To, to try to improve the situation, and to take that as not about me attitude, it's about the relationship. 
that that we need to work on, and it's not a you're at fault, I'm at fault. Nice, nice. Max said, is that uh, we're our own worst critics? That's that's true true unless you're married. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Okay. Uh, Tim Durkin. Uh, I want you to think about um, what one activity excites you, which one really makes you feel happy. Uh, How can you ignite more happy and exciting activities into the next 48 hours of your life? Um, The thing that excites me is putting myself outside of the comfort zone. Um, I believe the comfort zone, as Max said earlier, the comfort zone is a big illusion, and us Americans are infatuated with it. And um, there's a spot outside the comfort zone called the learning zone. And I seek to make myself uncomfortable every single day by learning something new or trying something new. I'm not at all afraid to look foolish, and I'm very good at it. Um, because I just literally know that's the only way I learn. Uh, and again, I, I look for progress, not perfection. So um, what makes me excited is um, being slightly, uh, I seek intentional discomfort. Oh, I, that went 41 seconds, but he had some time from other ones, but I was just getting into that answer. It's an incredible answer. Thank you. Uh, yep. Coach. Yes, sir. Coach. Coach. Um, what habits do you need to improve for the purpose of improving your happiness and confidence for the rest of this year? Habits I need to improve. Habits I need to improve. Um, I, I need to stop repeating myself. <laughs> uh, I, I, I need to practice what I preach and what we talked about on self-talk. As uh, as hard as I try to be confident, the other day you and I were talking. I I done something. I said, you, you know, you dummy, talking to myself. And you said to me, "What would you say to your athlete if he did that?" So my self talk is uh, is really where I need to work because I I have high expectations of myself, and I I well played, well played. Uh, Mac, Mac, here we go. Uh, who are the people in your life that are supportive and will help you nurture your dreams and goals? And how can you spend more time with them? And the people who have been a huge inspiration in my life are, are my students and uh, this wonderful church that I've been able to, uh, to be a part of. And, and I think hanging around with the right people is so important. There's so many factors that we need as individuals to help us attain our goals, help us to stay positive and help us to build confidence. And I think that who you hang out with is so important. And hanging out with the right people to remind you of your goals, to remind you of that positiveness is so important. So that my students and my church have been a huge, huge factor. Nice. Thank you. They, they say you become the average of the five people you hang around with the most. I keep getting kicked out for bringing down the average. <laughs> Uh, Tim, you're going to be the last one chosen for this sport. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, here is the last question, the round robin. This one goes for everyone. Um, here we go. Let me pick it out here. Uh, all right, we're going to start with you, Ron. What stands between you and being happy? And what steps can you take to bridge the gap? What stands between me and being happy that 
there's a continual strive for happiness, but it's my own limitations. It's a fear that I'm not good enough. It's the fear that says, I won't make it to there. So why bother? And it becomes a, a self-imposed limitations and agreements that I made in the past that keep me from going out with the spirit of those young children that came with no expectation other than the fact they were going to make it a better deal. So, nice. Tim, same question to you, my friend. What stands between you and being happy? What steps can you take to bridge the gap? Well, um, I, I, I kind of feel funny saying this, but um, there's nothing that stands between me. I am happy. Um, I think it's happy because the steps I take every day are gratitude. Uh, wake up each morning. What three things am I grateful for? Warm water, um, grass, uh, a, a brand new grandbaby. Yeah. Uh, I just remind myself every day that any problem I have is probably made up um, because I, I've, I've just had a lot of super things happen to my, uh, in my life, including winning over cancer and avoiding a lot of bad situations. So um, I, 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 happiness is not my goal. Right. Well played. I like that. Going, uh, moving right along to the other Tim, uh, Coach Papa. Here we go. What stands between you and happiness, and what steps can you take to bridge the gap? Uh, finding that uh, that other ball guy uh, yeah. got the applications out. Uh, steps between me and happiness is just being more uh, self-aware of of who I am and that I am a child of God. And that yeah. he is—he's uh, given me everything I need to, to accomplish everything um, his will has called me to do, and just you know keep my faith in that in that place. Uh, steps is just continue to uh, work, study, and live my faith. Nice, well played. Look at that, right at thirty seconds, guy. All right, oh, Mac. Yeah. Well, let's have the uh, Mac. What do we? What? What is? What is that? What? What stands between you and being happy? What steps can you take to bridge that gap? I'll go ahead and make a public confession, and here we go. I am my biggest obstacle. There's no doubt about that. And uh, I'm saying I'm not terrified to move on to the afterlife because I know where I'm going, but I am terrified of failing. And uh, I encourage everybody to start their own business so they realize how much work it really is. (laughs) What I try to do on a daily basis is stay passionate. I'm very passionate about what I do. And I think that if you find a passion, man, you'll uh, you'll help reach your goals, and I think that's important. Nice. nice. All right. Well, what's the one thing that uh, that st- stands Kent, between what stands me stands between you and being happy and, and being happy? And what steps can what I take steps? to bridge the gap? The one thing that s- stands between me and happiness is keeping this show on a tight time schedule. <laughs> and the thing I can do to bridge that gap is to move right into the next Nice episode. try, Butterfly. Uh, we have been <laughs> over before. Let's get your real answer here. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, the, 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 I'm, I'm a lot like Mac. The, the, the thing that stands between me and, and, and total happiness is, is just being in the present. Um, owning a business, being a manager, being a dad. Uh, you take a look at a lot of the things down the road and you're always visioning out, uh, but really just staying right here in the present right now in the now, uh, is, is sometimes hard for me to do it. And I think if I could be in the present, I can certainly, 
uh, be happy. How to bridge that gap? I think it's just to, to uh, you know, um, slow down and 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 go. Okay, what am I doing right this minute, and is it important towards that goal? Uh, am I thinking of my family? Am I thinking of supporting, uh, you know, my my dreams and my visions? And I think that will uh, allow me to confidently move forward with with what I'm doing. So there you go. Slow down, you move too fast. And that, my friends, is rapid fire. Rapid fire for uh, this Monday, and it was brought to you by the number. A and the letter one or something, something like that. A one steak sauce. A one steak sauce. Let's call them now and get a. And of course, now right at the top of the hour, we like to just take a little time to uh, earn some money. Twenty one six the net is brought to you in part by the generous support of our sponsor, Northern Illinois Windows Inc. We are a commercial and residential window servicing company committed to providing the highest quality service at an affordable price. Our highly trained technicians will make every aspect of your window cleaning needs worry-free. Northern Illinois Windows, Inc. 815-385-6646. Again, 815-385-6646. 216 net is sponsored and supported in part by Natural Therapy Wellness Center, 815-385-8190, McHenryMassage.com. How often do you take time for yourself? A massage can be a great way to pamper yourself, but it can also help alleviate or sometimes even cure those ailments that you deal with regularly. Contact us today to speak to one of our certified therapists about your needs. Natural Therapy Wellness Center, 815-385-8190. 216th Net is sponsored by and broadcast from Sticker Dude, the creators of Vinyl Chaos. 815-322-2480, stickerdude.com. The Sticker Dude team brings over 25 years of experience from the graphic, marketing, and sales industry. Advertising on vehicles and other services, full attention on the design, print, and installation is given to your project. From in-house full-time installers to our top-of-the-line printing and finishing room. Contact us today to learn what you need to look for and why before committing to making an investment in vehicle wraps. We're not your corner sign shop. Sticker Dude, call 815-322-2480. Experience, education, character, an inherent ability with numbers, an exceptional CPA. These are the reasons why business owners choose Eric Mason of Mobile Accounting for their bookkeeping, payroll, and tax services. Call Eric at Mobile Accounting. 224-321-6859. That's 224-321-6859. 216th Net is supported by highly reputable sponsors like XTech Repair. Why do customers keep coming back to XTech Repair? Because of owners committed to building relationships. No one-and-done attitudes. Their 60-day guarantee on all repairs and IT service subscription plans that help business customers avoid the shock of a large unexpected repair bill. Xtech addresses all your IT needs in one place. 
web design, web hosting, social media support, custom-built desktops with a two-year parts and labor warranty, and just for fun, gaming machines with repair and service support. Visit online xtech.repair. That's X-T-E-K dot R-E-P-A-I-R. Visit in person at the corner of Pingree and 176 in Crystal Lake, Illinois, or call 815-516-8075. That's 815-516-8075. X-Tech Repair for IT done right the first time. Ladies and gentlemen, you've Children got bald, two bald guys, guys with Rancher Ron and Studio South with Tim Durkin and Mac McKenzie joining us down here today. And that brings us to a very important portion of today's show, Deke's Health and Fitness <laughs> Tips. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And I can confidently say that I am the picture of perfect health, just the before picture. That's all. Uh, we're talking about confidence. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I can confidently tell you that you did not get fat overnight. <laughs> okay. I, I never uh, ate anything on accident. That's right. Um, so I, here, here's, the, here's the real deal is um, there are uh, apps on your phone and computer that will help you along the journey of getting back into the shape that you desire. And um, a you don't have to spend uh, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 dollars or more every month at a gym where you're going to go in there and you're going to see a bunch of meatheads in there, guys looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, ladies who look like all the uh, American Ninja Warrior gals who are in just great shape. Because believe it or not, uh, as 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 Mac was talking about a little bit earlier, it's that self-talk. So I show up and I see these great shaped people hammering this out. And then I look in the mirror when I get on the treadmill and it doesn't look the same. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, you know, all the jiggles is all the jello. Yeah. All that spandex that I'm wearing. I look like a baked potato uh, <laughs> that's being tumbled. I'll tell you, it's bad. Right. Uh, and and <laughs> there are applications that you can have and, and work out at home. Uh, you don't need all the weight equipment. You can use your own body weight. Uh, the idea is, is you want to hold yourself accountable and be confident with who you are and know that it, you did not get fat overnight and you can't get skinny overnight. I mean, the only way uh, that I'm going to lose uh, 40 pounds is if somebody shaves me like one of those uh, Euro meat spigot <laughs> things, right? Uh, and you just, you just can't do it, folks. It takes time, and it may take years. But if you understand and are confident in, in knowing that, uh, and studies show that if you lose one pound a week, if one. you lose just one pound a week, you're more apt to... Uh, get rid of that weight and keep it off. Now, understand that. That's 52 pounds in a year. What would your life be like if you lost that 52 pounds? Here's another Here's another idea. If you never flushed your toilet, you'd have a lot of crap, right? You just would. Uh, so you, you need to make sure that you drink a lot of water and that you exercise daily so that it flushes out all that. Uh, but understand, it takes dedication it takes time confident go go confidently knowing that if i lose one pound a week that it'll stay off 
uh, and you'll feel happy with that. Um, and, and that, that as weird as it is, uh, is Deke's health and fitness tips for this week. <laughs> Where do you come up with this stuff? That is, right? You never flushed your toilet. I mean, I mean, say it, it's, I mean it's great. Yeah, right. it's, it's a great visual. Uh, kind of a smell, it's yeah. auditory. Uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of flushed your it toilet. is. It's something, right? Well, there we go. Uh, confidence. We're speaking about confidence, and uh, I don't do. Uh, I am not a doctor or a uh, or a health and fitness coach. And I don't can say that confidently. <laughs> <laughs> but if I uh, if I if I speak in confidence about it, uh, I, I am passionate about it as I'm I'm turning turning my life around and and getting healthy. So I'd love to uh, share people with the journey. You've lost how much now, Coach? Uh, I, I hit 248 the other day, started at 267, so I'm at 19. That's awesome. That is so, so good. He is, and he looks great, folks. Uh, that's why we keep him on the radio. Uh, <laughs> he looks absolutely fantastic. Another 20 pounds, I can go on TV. There you go. There you go. I apologize to Coach. I did not give him good affirmation or positive self-talk because he held his phone up to the camera and says, Look at this, 248. And I said, is that your blood sugar? <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Getting back to things. Mike Babich, good morning. Doug Peterson, glad to have you. Uh, we are talking about confidence. We've got two great guests in Studio South with us, as you see on Facebook.com on the Facebook live stream. Um, and, but I want to tell you this too, folks. If you just can't be with us all day, you can go to www.anchor.fm forward slash 216-the-net. That is our new podcast platform, and you can go out and get us. We're on about six or eight different uh, uh, podcast platforms right now, so you can search for us. Uh, but you can listen to... To two bald guys with Rancher Ron uh, anytime <laughs> during the week uh, after the show's air, uh, which is absolutely one of the coolest things that that I can I can say. Uh, so you can work out with us. You can work out with uh, be encouraged. You can work out with not done yet. You can work out with sling and hope. Whatever you want to do, uh, you can do it out there at Anchor.fm forward slash two one six dash the dash net. And if you want to turn us off, you have to turn us on first. That's it. That's it. Uh, Ron, who do you got down there in studio with you today? I've got Tim Durkin from Seneca Leadership Program and Mac McKenzie from Critical Defense Group, both in studio down here. I'd like to follow up with a couple of other uh, questions as, as we get toward the backside of this program. The first is, Tim, you, you on your website have elevating a leader's effectiveness requires a complete solution. Uh, tell us how that leads to a confidence. What, what's the process to help somebody who's in a leadership role to be confident with that role? Well, that's one of the areas we haven't talked about uh, yet, and that deals with preparation. Um, the more prepared we are for any situation, the more confident we are and will be when we face it. Um, that's one of the beauties of Mac's training, is that Mac prepares us for um, facing a situation that we hope we never have to face. Um, when I do training, um, and when I, do, I prefer not to call it training, 
there are three steps to becoming a good leader. There are three steps to becoming a good performer. There's three, uh, there's, excuse me, four steps to becoming a good leader or performer. And that is information, application, confirmation, and consultation. Information is getting the training, sitting in a class, reading a book. After you get the information, then you have to apply it. And this is where so much training dollars are wasted today, is that people sit in the training and they think just because they sat in there, they're going to be better leaders, they're going to be better whatever. So they have to then apply it. After they apply it, then they have to confirm whether they learned the lesson or whether they didn't learn the lesson or whether they learned part of it. Then, based on that information, they then go to consultation, which is when they're working with a mentor or a coach and saying, this worked, this didn't go as well, what is it that I need to do? So it's information, application, confirmation, and then consultation. That's the development curve. Most people stop at training, which is just information, and um, then they become frustrated, and the people become frustrated because they trained their people and nothing changed. It didn't change because they didn't develop their people. We train dogs. We develop people. We train dogs. We develop people. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> Mac, uh, along those same lines, when people come to the course or come in contact with you, they normally have one thing in mind. I want to be better at this. I want to do that. But you explain, one, you take away their fear, but you explain to them as more than that one thing. Curly was wrong on such a slicker. What else do you do to make an effective individual to build the confidence that when they walk down their daily walk in life, they're a better person for it? Yeah, again, I think it's that mindset. I think that the experience that they have uh, when they spend almost eight to nine hours with us, dealing with stress, overcoming personal fears, uh, trying to follow instructions, I think that by the end of the day, it, it gives them an idea to uh, realize who they really are and how they can take everything that they've experienced and learned in that day and try to apply it on, in everyday life. Um, a lot of people come to our courses to realize how much they don't know. And uh, I think that's a huge eye-opener for people because our emphasis is for self-defense purposes. I think a lot of people come with a, an entirely different attitude. And then when they step into the classroom within the first hour, they realize, okay, what did I get myself into? And then by the end of the day, they realize, wow, I learned so much more. And, and again, like I mentioned earlier, my, my goal has been now, how can I make a significance in your life? And hopefully you can learn something here today that you could apply in everyday life. And I think, I think that's what's so important. But in the other areas of your business... When you walk into a, a place of worship, large congregation, or into businesses, what what do you leave them with that's greater than what their expectations were that put them in a position of saying, hey, I feel better coming to work today because some of the things that Mac brought to me? Awareness and education. I, I think those are the two key things. And Again, I'll say this very delicately, but a lot of the establishments that I walk into, by the time I'm done doing an assessment, they have practically nothing in place. And uh, for me, it's a very different perspective because I think, good Lord, what are you all doing or thinking? But at the same time, I immediately remind myself, hey, this is why you're here. You're here to make a difference. And I, and I think that by the time we introduce the assessment, 
make them aware of their vulnerabilities, educate them on what they have to do to fix these things, then I think it makes a huge difference. And, and again, a lot of it is, 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 it's just knowledge. It's just education. A lot of people want to do the right thing, but they don't know what step to take. They don't know who to consult with, or they just don't know what to do. And, and I think that uh, if you ever find yourself in a situation like that, I would encourage you to go out and seek the right people to give you the right information, because that's what's going to make a difference. Uh, we're, we're all hungry for education, and we need it. And, and I think that education, that training, makes a big difference. But the interesting thing is once you have taken your lane that you're in, and Tim, your lane that you're in, as far as strange speakers, that confidence isn't limited to the situation you go into address. People have that confidence that flows over into the entire rest of their life. They realize, I do have the ability to do what I've been avoiding. I do have a confidence that I can either do it or I can prepare and find out someone who could teach me how to do it to go forward. And it's a mindset, yeah. like you said, that transforms. Yeah. And when you transform that mindset, you've not just a, a touched them in their place of employment or where they thought they were going to get that education training from. Mm -hmm. You've touched their entire life, which then transforms into the family all the people they come into, and it's a cascading and uh, logarithmic growth yep. that comes out of giving confidence to one individual. Uh, absolutely, and if I could share a, a specific uh, experience there, it, it's very common for me to step into a business and uh, the employees are forced to be there. Hey, we have a training session, we need everybody there for at least an hour. And you can see the, the body language, you can see the facial expressions, everybody steps in, they sit down, and, and their entire attitude is, how long is this going to take? i got to get back to work. And, and I see that. So the first thing I tell people is, first and foremost, thank you so much for coming out here and being a part of this. What I'm going to teach you here today is not only going to apply here at work, but it's going to apply in everyday life as well. And then you see attitudes change immediately. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think that's very important with the mental management systems. Since I've learned the model and the principles, um, it has helped me become a better speaker, but it has certainly helped me become a better father, husband, grandfather. Um, it, it's helped me in any endeavor that I have attempted in the last five years um, because I know the secrets of mindset or self-image. Uh, I know the steps I need to take. I know what I need not to do. Um, and it's, it's just been absolutely remarkable. The one thought that consumes me is why didn't I know this 40 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> what do you yeah. say? Experience is something you get 10 minutes after you needed it. Yeah, That's right. yeah That's pretty right. much. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and Mac, I, I just want to, I just want you to understand the complete, um, training that you're doing and, and and that it is cascading uh everywhere because of your your training uh this uh just when i met you uh this past july uh we were able to spend a little time out at the flying double h ranch and uh I, i'm i don't have anything against uh anybody having having weapons uh, guns carrying them. Uh, I I really don't. I never I never have. Right. Uh, it's a, that that's been my choice. And um, Ron's like, hey, let let's go let's go out uh, and you know let's let's shoot a couple of guns. And 
as we're as we're driving out to to the range uh, in the back forty there uh, of the ranch, he's going through some of the training that you have given him to help me understand uh, how to use these weapons and the right things to do and and things of that nature. And it was a blast. I mean, it was a literally. Blast. But the the most and and people have asked me. Uh, and I go, you know, the most isn't just the fascination of, of, of these weapons, but it was the education that I got. Uh, here's here's how to handle it. Here's what to do. Here's what not to do. Uh, here's, you know, what this is going to feel like, look at and and whatnot. Um, and I can confidently say I killed the big dirt mound behind all the targets. <laughs> right uh but but since then though with some of the the tactical training that you've given ron is i look at my uh my area and situation a little bit differently all the time now um and i've taken it uh, being a manager of a bank i've i've been in a hostile takeover situation okay and the fbi and the police said you handled that incredibly well um, but, uh, I have taken some of the things that I've learned from Ron and taken it back to my staff to say, Hey, this is, these are some of the things we have to be able to do and how to do it, uh, and what to look for. And, and you said earlier, uh, maybe a couple hours ago that eye contact is, is some of the best diversion, uh, and, uh, you know, that you can have. So I make sure that my staff or myself is greeting people making eye contact as soon as those people walk through the door uh, because now you're you're recognized and and that's huge so i just want to give you kudos and and a shout out because what you're training is is uh i don't want to say bleeding but it's 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 expanding uh all across the nation and um i i respect you for that sir and that's incredible Thank you, thank you so much. You know, we have a saying that hey, we're, our goal is to change your uh, your life here by the end of the day, somehow, some way. And, and it's so true. What you touched on is that when people leave my class after spending eight, nine, ten hours with them, they have a whole different perspective on life. They really do. Um, they're so much more situationally aware. They're so much more cautious. They're locking their doors. They're doing little simple things that I think are important. There's so much more than just pulling the trigger. It is so easy to teach somebody to pull the trigger. That's yep. easy to make you be able to hit your target where it needs to hit, and to be able to take the entire environment, the stress, all the other factors that are going to play such an important role is, is what's so important. So when I encourage my students, listen, it's not just about showing up and pulling the trigger. There is so much more, and we get that a lot. We have great ratings on Facebook, and uh, it's, it's amazing, amazing how blessed we've been able to, uh, to touch people's lives, and, that, and that's what we do. But it's the confidence. Absolutely. The, you sell confidence you advertise something different. Yeah, and, and I tell you, we, we've, uh, we've trained a lot of women. I've trained more women in the last five years than I have in my entire life. So I keep saying, men, Texas man, we need to find out what these women are up to. I got a house full of them. I've been trying to train for years. I can't get there. <laughs> you need to develop them. <laughs> the truth is, it's going across the nation. Uh, women are beginning to realize, hey, I've got to take responsibility to protect myself. And I think historically that uh, a lot of times uh, that, that fell on the responsibility of the men. But now a lot of women are realizing, hey, I, I have to go out and learn how to do this. And, and, and I think if there's any one area where I see confidence improve tremendously is definitely when you get a young female who steps into class. She's intimidated. She's terrified. Her body language demonstrates it all. 
And then by two or three o'clock, she's inserted that magazine, racking that slide, <laughs> punching out, shooting, verbalizing, and leaves her with a huge smile on her face. And that is what's so gratifying for me as an instructor. But that goes back to your mindset. Yeah. Because victims blame everybody else right. and feel that it's the circumstances that cause them to be there yeah. where they are. Yep. The people with confidence say, I'm responsible. I'm responsible for me. I'm responsible for my safety. I'm responsible for the people that are around me, yep. whether they're my family or not. And because of that, I'm going to continue to improve to meet my responsibility. And that focus then goes from the victim mentality that says, oh, everything's happening to me, to I am the person who's responsible. That responsibility, preparation, and training gives you the ability to constantly walk into a situation and say, okay, if I'm responsible, I'm going to step forward. I'm going to take action. Yep. Just like you mentioned, the difference between fear and, and moving on and confidence is taking action. Yep. We need to wake up and understand that we are the first responder. Right. We yep. can't wait for the police to come. We can't wait for the fire. We have to be trained medically. We have to be trained protection-wise. Um, we are our first responder. And that's what happens with these young ladies and let me say old men that, that go through max class is you be, you get a very strong sense. I'm in charge of me. But the confidence is the first defense to ever going any further or having to. Yep. Uh, yep. We used to have the furniture market in downtown San Francisco every year. I'd have to go twice a year to downtown San Francisco mm -hmm. and you can watch people walk down the street. Yep. There are people that walk with a not an arrogance but a confident air, mm -hmm. they are mm -hmm. I engaging people with eyesight and everything, and they move along. They are not going to be someone that anyone's going to mess with. Yep. And that is so important because again, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the, these thugs, these criminals, uh, they're looking for all those specific indicators, and and they prey on the weak. Yeah, because they they're really cowards, and, and they're good body readers. Yes, and how you carry yourself on a daily basis is going to determine whether you're going to be picked as a victim or not. And I believe that. And I think that confidence plays an important role. How you walk, how you present yourself, how you speak, all right? The tone of your voice is so important because, again, those thugs are in business. They want to stay in business. Yeah. They want to go home that day. And the last thing they want to do is confront somebody who's going to put them out of business. Yeah, right. So the confidence is important. A lion, a lion will stalk and watch the gazelle when she's pregnant. And when she lays down to, to ha have that calf, uh, that's when the, the lion jumps on that mother because he knows she can't run. He, the lion knows that she's stuck, and, um, and they're at their weakest, and that's what predators do. They, they watch you, and they wait, and then they, they, uh, they hit your vulnerability. Uh, but if, if you have that confidence and that swag, um, absolutely. I mean, we've all done it. I, 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 I do it all the time. You pull into a gas station or whatever, and, and some, some, uh, gal gets out and, 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 uh, she just got that swagger about her. You're like that, that lady, she is, uh, she's successful at, in, at something. I don't know what, but she's, she's got that air that you could say it about men too. Uh, but I, I, I constantly look for those people that have that swag and that confidence about them because I don't know what it is that they do, but I want to get to know that person because they are confident.
Hmm? And then the slap comes across your head from your wife sitting next to you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, your eyes back in your head, boy. Oh, I'm just looking for confidence. Right yeah. right. <laughs> you look at that. I was just looking at her confidence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what does she look at? Work out. Look at those buns. I'll tell you what. Yeah. But confidence goes to all aspects of her life. Yep. When I get in an airplane. I continue to do online training. I continue to have an instructor go up with me every once in a while. When I get in that plane, I am confident that if there is an incident, mm-hmm. I'm going to walk away from Keeping it. You yep. Yeah, yeah I, I want to make sure we understand that if just acting confident isn't enough. You have right. to become confident, and you become confident by training, yep. continuously right. training. Most of our skills are perishable, but no matter what it is we want to do, whether it's public speaking, whether it's sales, uh, whether it's running a bank, whether it's protecting ourselves and our loved ones, um, we have to be trained. Yeah. It, it just doesn't come any other way. Well, um, Tim, we're at the bottom of the hour. Mm-hmm. How, how do people get a hold of you? Okay, the best way is uh, through Tim at TimDurkin.com. That's my email, T-I-M-D-U-R-K-I-N. Uh, my website is www.timdurkin.com. They can go through my website. Um, and I'm going to give you my uh, cell phone number. Anybody can call me. It's 972-523-5151. One more time, 972-523-5151. Welcome all calls 24-7. Well, again, we're going to find out in about two or three seconds here whether he turned his phone off for the day's broadcast. <laughs> Mac, uh, people want to find out more about you. Oh. How do they do that? Yeah, please check out our website. We have a we have an awesome website. You like pictures, you like like, like a lot of detailed information. Check us out at criticaldefensegroup.com. Again, that's criticaldefensegroup.com. Or send me a personal email. I can be reached at Mac, that's M-A-C at criticaldefensegroup.com. And we are open to all types of people. Please don't be intimidated. Um, you have a right to exercise that self-protection. Please, please, please consider us. And uh, well, and the nice thing about these guys is they're not they're not local. They'll go anywhere in the United States to do this, which is good, good good stuff. I think I just said that. I made that up. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, with Coach and Dirk in here, are we intimidated? <laughs> We're kind of timid. Yeah, and with that. <laughs> <laughs> we go we go right into uh the roundup for the week this is rancher ron's refurbished rocket roundup time uh this is where we as a group just kind of give some takeaways and and what what uh what has happened uh today and i gotta tell you um uh coach and ron no disrespect but i didn't really get anything from you guys uh but uh tim and mac you guys were uh i've, I've got so many highlights and 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 things here um it's just amazing uh, tim um i boy i've been i've been a uh a sales coach for a long long time uh in management and the positions i've been and uh you say never ask so how did it go and uh, go? and and I tell you that's probably it, that self awareness or uh, that's something that I've always said. So I like you know you said hey what went great, what went good, and what do you need to work on for the next time? 
those three questions are just gold. And I think as we talk about confidence, confidence in salespeople, confidence in, in athletes, you know, hey, what went great? What went good? What do we need to work on for next time? Uh, huge. Uh, I, I love, too, Tim, that you say you must have a value statement. What do you stand for? If you don't have that value statement, how can you be confident in anything that you do? Because you don't know which direction that you're going. Um, and I have, I have stated that. I've written mine down. I know what my value statement is or my mission statement, personal one is. Uh, and I visit that seven, eight, nine, ten, sometimes 20 times a week, depending on what I'm doing and, and where I'm at. Uh, so, yeah, that boy that you want to you want to really build your self-confidence quickly. Uh, write down your value statement. Write it down and, and read it and live it and look at it every day. Uh, and then at some point when you get to a certain level, you need to take the elevator back down. Uh, that's just a neat a neat picture for me uh, and understanding that. Um, and you might have taken the stairs up and it was a hard climb and that's okay. Uh, but then you've got to kind of regroup and focus and, and move move that way, which is good. Um, Ranch around, I, I will say, I, you know, uh, your segment's absolutely great. But uh, you had the three things that destroy confidence, trauma, failure, uh, and striving for perfection uh those are great however uh, i said that uh, the biggest takeaway is you have to start in first gear and run into some things uh, and if the s snail isn't saying we then you're not <laughs> moving <laughs> uh, and uh and i've got a funny story about driving a tractor in first gear right through the chicken coop anyway uh, Mac, uh, take a vulnerability assessment in your life and find areas that you need some, uh, some practice and, and areas where you can build your confidence. Uh, I, I just, you, know, you guys answered that terrifically in the second hour. I just think that we constantly have to be asking ourselves that, how do we get better? Build your confidence. It's, it's unbelievable. Uh, and then, uh, boy, we must always challenge ourselves to get out of the comfort zone, Max said. Stretch it, push it, get out uh, and, and really um, live, right? Build that confidence. Um, Sub-programming. What is your sub-programming? What do we see and hear as a child? Uh, and Max says he's got a nine-year-old daughter. I do as well. Uh, and uh, I love you and I'm so proud of you. It comes out of my mouth a lot with my kids. Uh, my son's in the Navy and I still tell him, you, you don't understand. Words can't express how proud I am of you, of the job you're doing, defending our country and, and who you've become as a young man. Um, constantly, constantly, constantly. That sub-programming is so key uh, because what do you say when, when your confidence slips a little bit? You've got to have that. Um, positive affirmations, so important to overcome fear. Uh, and, uh, and, and we have to understand that uh, and... And just keep confident, 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 confident. Those are those are my big big keys for the for the roundup. Um, uh, there's, I mean, I've got a lot more notes. I just highlighted a few because uh, this has been probably uh, one of my favorite shows. Uh, I mean, this is a this is there's a ton of stuff to take away from here, and I uh, want to thank Tim and, and Mac, of course. Uh, these guys are studs. So amen, go. amen, amen. Well, you took most of mine, but I'll that's uh, why I went first. I'll start. <laughs> I, and 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 I did take something from you. The four B's: burgers, brats, brisket, <laughs> and bacon. Uh, you can't um, beat it. I right. think I can confidently say that would be a great barbecue. Right. Did I mention my wife is retired? Yeah. Right. Did I mention 
She can get get the smoker going there. Watch it for the 12 hours. Looking for my invitation here. Uh, Mental management system. I am (coughs) definitely going to go do some research on on that process. And, uh, you know, maybe I'd love to have a conversation on that, Tim. And, by the way, uh, that was me who called you to see if your phone was uh, on. (laughs) (laughs) And I've also sent you my information. Uh, VUCA was coming in right at the end of my military career. Um, volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. Um, I think that it's, you know, it's critical uh, to understand that that, that can happen um, anywhere, and especially in areas where you know, you're most confident or overconfident in. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pop up at the worst time. <coughs> you said every student learns in a very different way. And I think that is very critical. And one of the differences between managers and leaders is, is leaders understand that each and every person on their team, on their staff, is a unique individual. And you can't put them all in a box. Management tries to put people in a box. <coughs> and they don't, they don't fit. Um, leader or bleeder? Leader or bleeder. And I sent you the entire article uh, that I wrote, Tim. So I'd love to have a chat with you after you read it. Um, you said, you know, the GGD, good, great, good difference. Would you do great? Would you do good? What would you do different next time? You know, I think, you know, great today, what I did great today was, you know, read the poem. What I did good today was put up with Kent. And what would I do differently <laughs> next time is, uh, well, maybe I would come down south and be in Studio South with you guys. But uh, it was um, <laughs> great having you down there. Um, if you take away the fear of loss, you take away the fear. Um, I believe that was Mac that said that, or it might have been. I think it was Mac. Um, and and followed that by we're all in energy management. You know, m- managing uh, our energy. <laughs> and I love what you said. Dumb criminals are either dead or in jail. <laughs> the smart ones are watching you. Uh, there's a. Uh, I don't know if that's a positive affirmation, but. It is. A, there's a lot of truth to it. We talked a lot about self-talk this morning. We've had entire shows on self-talk, um, and it's still something that I know I need to continue to work out. Um, it, you know, you mentioned what he said about the comfort zone, but I like how you said it. There's a spot right outside the zo- comfort zone called the learning zone, um, and I, I, I really believe that there's a, uh, a lot of belief in that. When it came to the last question on, uh, on Rapid Fire, Kent, you asked... Uh, what stands between you and being happy, and what steps do you take to bridge the gap? Uh, Ron, he said you've got self-imposed limitations that you need to start clearing up. Uh, Tim, you said nothing. Uh, you know, you start the day with the three G's: uh, gratitude, the grass is green, and grandbabies. Uh, yeah, but any problem is probably made up. You've beat cancer and all these other things. That's a great answer. I talked about faith. Mac, you said stay passionate. And DQ said, uh, live in the now and the present. I think all five of those, if we could apply them, would make a big difference. Uh, DQ said, if you never flushed your toilet, you would have a lot of crap. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that goes not just for our physical body and, you know, some of the stuff we put in, but also our mental. Uh, You know, we alluded to earlier in the show that all of the negative media that's out there has a tendency to have that self-talk, which is, you know, why you said... uh, you know, don't ask how'd you do, how'd you do. D- you know, don't ask that. Well, we need to f- we need to flush out that mental garbage as well. Um, and I think that you know, positive thinking, the right uh, living, um, trained dogs to develop people. Um, 
boy, I've been in training for a long time, and it, you're so absolutely right. Uh, in the military, we train. Everything's by repetition. Uh, but along the way, we begin developing. You said people will do the right thing. I believe that with 100% of every fiber of my being. So, uh, guys, thank you for being with us today. You have just, uh, you really rocked my world. Uh, so, good stuff. Ron? Well, what comes to mind other than everything you guys have already said, the first thing is, is now I know why we have Deke's Health and Fitness and Tips in the Turd Hour. but uh you know tim you said something about the people who have the confidence and that excel or the people who have i'm either going to win or i'm going to learn attitude that every experience that we come into is not a failure it's a step toward building more confidence And that attitude by itself is a confidence-building attitude. Uh, Mac, when you talked about subprogramming, you then mentioned where do you get your affirmation from? If we're looking to seek our affirmation from others, we will fail. And that is going to reflect on the fact that we're being rejected. And if if our confidence is based on Others giving us affirmation and not receiving it, we have no confidence. That the confidence goes back to having a value and a purpose. Mm -hmm. And once you have that value and purpose, it doesn't matter how the other people respond to you. And you might go into a situation that that is not your audience. Do you quit? No, you go find another audience to go forward with. So those two things were uh, areas that hit me pretty close from that standpoint. The other area was I'm going to buy a lot more rotisserie chickens <laughs> for four ninety eight at Costco. That's <laughs> right, four ninety nine. They make great targets. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you could end up fouling your weapon. Oh. <laughs> Anyone else have takeaways? Well, my takeaway, you know, I didn't take extensive notes. I'm very impressed with how many, how much great note-taking went on here. But my big takeaway is um, how lucky I am to be able to be with people like Mac and Ron and new friends like Kent and Coach, um, and that there's, there's positive going out there over the airways. We don't hear that very often. If we listen to MSNBC or Fox or... Anything else, there's no positive. But if you are going to develop and if you're going to get confidence, you have to be exposed to positive. And this program is the pinnacle of positivity. It should be called the Proton Hour because it's always positive. Hey, hey. The pinnacle of positivity Proton Hour. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. A lot of of people going on there. Daily dose of encouragement. Yeah, uh, I'm telling you. Yep. Well, it works, no doubt. And first and foremost, I just want to say thank you so much for even having me on the show. I appreciate being here. And uh, this is my first time on radio. I had no idea what I was going to walk into, but I trusted Ron. And uh, I, I have a confession to make. You know, I personally got a, uh, a checkup from the neck up, and, and I've left here with a page full of notes. And, and I'll just touch up on a couple of things. I will either win or I will learn. Wow, that is so powerful. You know, leaders are bleeders. Mankind without a vision will fail. 
looking for progress in so many things. Uh, again, like I said, I wasn't sure what I was going to walk into, but uh, I've definitely got a boost from just being on this show. Those three hours flew. Wow. And uh, my, my confidence meter is, uh, is slightly pegged, no doubt. So thank <laughs> you so great. much, so much for uh, letting me be part of this. Well, it's interesting <clears throat> when I invited you to the show and, I detected a little bit of apprehension because this is your first uh, rodeo yeah. with with the radio. <laughs> Boy, there's a new segment. Yeah. You know, and, and talking rodeo. about confidence, I had a chance to be on the, on uh, one of the NRA TVs, and it was uh, it was live. And and when I watched that video, I was like, oh my god, I was so embarrassed because I could not sit still. That's how nervous I was. Uh-huh. <laughs> and for the camera, that does not work. But if know. if you go to Mac's website, criticaldefense.com, there's a section that says, think. Breathe, communicate. Squeeze. So I sent that back to Mac. I said, radio is easy, Mac. Think, breathe, communicate. And did a fantastic job of that. Thank you so much. I'll I'll tell you, too, Mac, uh, the Lord only made a few perfect heads, and then he put hair on the rest of them. So uh, with that look, you're always welcome in these studios. Uh, it's a, a good-looking bald guy down there. So, Well, when you said two bald guys, I was like, whoa, what's going on here, you know? But, yeah, amen, absolutely. <laughs> I'll tell you what, when we add you as a sponsor, it'll be three bald guys. That's right, that's right. You make your checks payable, too. Uh, so, uh, Tim, what, yes. do you got, what do you got going on for this week? What uh, What's on Tim Durkin's uh, agenda for this week? I'm going out to West Texas to uh, do a three-month program, uh, two days a month, on leadership training, and we are ascribing to the model that I will um, inform them, and then I'll come back next month, and they'll have to tell me how they applied it, Nice. and then we're going to confirm that they got it, or we're going to consult on what they can do. So I'm going to uh, do that, and um, as of 8-12 this morning, I have that new granddaughter. She oh, arrived safely. Congratulations. So it's been a big, uh, big sh- <laughs> um, I do want to mention that if anybody wants to learn more about mindset and uh, have children in their lives or people that act like children, um, the <laughs> best book out there has recently been published by the founder of mental management systems called Lanny Basham, B-A-S-S-H-A-M. And the name of the book is Parenting Champions. And it basically is everything about the mental management systems as it applies to uh, children. And obviously adults can can learn the same thing. It is a brilliant book. I get nothing for mentioning it. I just want everybody to to know Parenting Champions is a tremendous resource. That's it. One of the things I'd like to mention at this time is that we do have many ways to get your daily dose of encouragement. If you're on your laptop, if your desktop, it's the website is 216thenet.com. It pops up with a picture, listen live, push the button. The other is to go to either the Google or the Apple store and download 21.6 The Net app. It's free. You can listen to your mobile phone, as Carol Duffer does, and you can listen to our shows. But if you happen to sleep in, lay in bed, listen to the crickets, watch the stars, and have missed an episode, you can go to our new format of anchor.fm forward slash 
216, then a dash, the, a dash, net. And you can pick which programs you want to go in and listen to and get a replay of what we've done today. So refer your friends. Let them know there's many ways to get this positive daily dose of encouragement into their lives. Ah, that's good stuff. Absolutely. How about you, uh, Mac? What's uh, what's on the agenda for this week? Well, every Saturday we have classes. Uh, one of the things that make our program very unique is that we have uh, an extensive amount of proficiency classes because, just like Tim touched on this, this is a perishable skill. Um, one of the discouraged things that I deal with on a regular basis is a uh, a lot of people will go to one class and they think uh, they've met all the standards and uh, we're above and beyond that. So every Saturdays we have classes. Uh, again, we're always doing vulnerability assessments for churches, schools, and private businesses or any type of business really. So if we can if we can come in and make a change in your business, if we can come in and, and do everything that you need to do to keep your employees, your church members, your students safe, please consider us. I think that's so important right now. And Unfortunately, with a series of events that have happened in the last couple uh, couple months, it's clearly, clearly obvious that we have to take responsibility to protect our people. So if we can help you in any way, shape, or form, again, please visit our website. Uh, send me a personal email. We're open for questions, suggestions, any advice we could give you or we can help you. Please give us that opportunity. We'd love to be part of your life. That is incredible. God, just, you know, the best thing about what we do here uh, with two bald guys with Rancher Ron from Studio South. Is that uh, we get guests that come in and we know a little bit about them. We get a thumbnail about them. Uh, but by the time this three hours is up, and it's like they're brothers and sisters. And uh, I've learned so much from them. Uh, it's kind of that closeness. Um, it, it, it's amazing. And, and these two guys, uh, Mac and Tim, um, are a couple of the best, I think, that we, we've had, at least on this show, guests. Uh, today's show that is uh and so the uh, best guests we've had today is <laughs> yeah, that what you're saying that's right uh but 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 honestly uh if you if you haven't uh you need to go and visit their websites uh and that's uh criticaldefensegroup.com and timdurkin.com t-i-m-d-u-r-k-i-n uh, just go, and if you have comments or, uh, you know, let them know that you heard them right here at 216, the net. Uh, as Tim said, if you had any questions and emails, when you email him, just put 216, the net, in the, in the uh, subject line so he can respond to you quickly. But uh, absolutely, uh, I just marvel at the, uh, and am blessed, and, and thank God for the, the quality of individuals that we get on this show to teach, uh, to teach me. <laughs> Uh, me too. Everybody asks, Coach. They're like, "How oh, you do a nice job, you know, asking questions." I'm like, I marvel at these people, and I I'm asking questions because I want to learn. <laughs> That's why I take all these notes and and uh, and move move that way, which is great. Coach, how about you? What you got going on this week? Well, we uh, go deep into conference play this uh, this week with the uh, the soccer team. Yeah, I've got a I've started uh, training with uh, three new clients. All of a sudden, clients have been popping up. I so. I've got a I've got some leadership training going on, uh, individual uh, leadership training, and then I'm meeting with a uh, a group about a, a joint speaking engagement that you and I are going to do. You just don't know it yet. Oh, how about that? Terrific. There it is. Uh, Ron, what's on your docket? What's on my docket is I've got a committee meeting with uh, CASA. Yes. Preparation for next week's board meeting. I have a speaking engagement at the church. 
to do a part of an Andy, Andy Stanley program on Fear Not. And then I take off to Deming, New Mexico. Yes. Because I got second prize in a contest. <laughs> <laughs> First prize uh, was? To pick up my uh, brother, who's just completed the uh, run from the Canadian border to the Mexican border wow. with on the Continental Divide. Unfortunately, my son, who helped for months plan this trip, had an unfortunate accident uh, two days into the event and had to come home early. Uh, mm -hmm. But my brother-in-law, his son, and my brother and one of their friends uh, will be completing the trip mm -hmm. at that time. So I'll probably drive over there, which means that Rancher Ron's segment will be recorded for next week. There you go. Perfect. And, and here's the best thing. He'll think we'll actually play it. <laughs> <laughs> He'll go down there with confidence. They That's will. right. Well, well, Ron, you might not have got good cell service between El Paso and Deming. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'll do my best. In, uh, hi, there's Ron. That's it. Uh, this week uh, is a fun week uh, for me as, uh, as I get to uh, just uh, continue some negotiations for some future things that are happening here at 21.6 The Net for two ball guys with Rancher Ron. Uh, and uh, I've enjoyed playing around with our podcast out on anchor.fm forward slash 216-the-net uh, as uh, all the shows are out there as well uh, and learning uh, some new technology. So I can confidently say uh, you can listen to any of our shows anytime that you want on your schedule, which is great. Uh, and uh, the the joy of getting up and, and running towards my dream and a thing that makes me happy uh, 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 being a part owner of 21.6 The Net is the thing that uh, that motivates me and keep, keeps me running. So I'm really excited about the direction that the company's taking, the station's taking, and some of the things that are coming down the road, um, which are just going to be mind-boggling and really, really cool. Uh, and uh, as we look to always bring that daily dose of encouragement to people all across the world. So um, I, I'm telling you, I'm very, very excited about uh, those things. Uh, and then just, you know, being a dad, being there for, for my kids, uh, you know, uh, being there for friends who have uh, kids going to homecoming maybe for the first time, things like that. Uh, looking forward to it. And, um, yeah, God's good and uh, pass the ammunition. <laughs> right? There you go. Uh, under shameless plug time, mm -hmm. uh, I also have in the studio Wednesday, we'll be recording for Monday's show, a uh, great friend, a good friend of Tim's, uh, Chuck Inman. Ah. And we'll be recording the show, The Adventures of Unstructured Time. Nice. Geared toward the baby boomers who are leaving their careers and not sure what to do for the next 20 years of their life. Mm -hmm. That's right. So I'm yep. excited. About well, there's there's plenty of multi-level marketing companies who'd like to find them. There you go. <laughs> I'll tell you what, folks. Uh, stick around uh, as we bow out here this morning. Stick around for Pete Talks Jobs. Pete Talks Jobs right on our heels. And then uh, after that at 11, again, 11. our new show, Adventures in Unstructured you got to listen to this. If you're even close to the retirement age. If you're you, a boomer, you if you're a baby listen. boomer, which I know all know three of the anybody. people listening are. 
Oh, wait, we've got more of the break. <laughs> uh, but uh, listen to these guys, uh, Adventures in Uns- of Unstructured Time, absolutely fantastic with Chuck Inman and, and Ron Hostery. Uh, and then uh, Let's Go Racing tonight let's go at racing. 5 and Slingin' Hope tonight at 6. So Monday's a packed day as we hope to get you started and out the door and back in the door with just some great positive, positive, uh, uh, just your daily dose of encouragement. Amen. Amen. Which is great. So with that said, Coach. It is time to get off the bench. And get back in the game. We are two bald guys with Rancher Ron from Studio South. Hey, it's time to, uh, I already said that, didn't I? God bless, travel safe, and uh, make this your best day yet. And thanks for coming, guys. Okay.